I'm tucked, get these eyes one battle They gon' eat shells, I'ma feed them ammo Barrel got big knife, kinda bit Rambo In the streets like Rambo Smoking these squares, I ain't talking about cannibal Rocking these squares, I ain't talking about flannel Clouding these squares, leave them on a new channel I like the Cody Rhodes shirt. That's awesome. I was trying to see who has wrestling shirts. Oh yeah, yeah that's gonna be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been planning this all week. I saw you were coming. I was like, I need I need my wrestling shirt. It was either this one or we the ones. But since the Usos broke up, I'm like, go on Cody Rhodes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all that. He knows nothing about wrestling. Yeah, so like, this is the best podcast episode ever. I stopped watching it in the '90s when my mom finally told got you. to me that it was fake, and I'm like. I, I, I would it's, cry, man. I would the, tell her, like, it's not fake, mom. And it's not really, right? It's choreographed, but not fake. The storylines are fake. The actual athleticism is real. Yeah. And you can't fake fucking slamming from fucking and, feet up. And Yokozuna wasn't really Japanese. <laughs> right. And, and, and Razor Ramon wasn't really uh, Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, you know, the Von Erichs, they weren't really German, you know? They weren't really Germans? Was that really their last name? Yeah. The Von no. Erichs, yeah. Yeah. Fritz von Erich was the first, yeah. uh, uh, the patriarch of that family. Wow. They're coming out with so, a movie. Yeah. Really? And, and so Fritz von Erich was a, was a German, actually. It was, it was actually a Nazi gimmick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? He came out with the spike helmet and everything. Yeah. And then now, you know, I mean, you know, you've, you kind of hear the rest of the history. He had sons and, and they dominated Texas wrestling back in the 80s. Yeah, they did. And then, you know, now they... Uh, there's only one unfortunately there's only one son, one, uh, son left kevin kevin von eric and yeah. uh his sons actually wrestle for me they'll be wrestling for me in my november show really uh ross and marshall von eric wow which works out great uh, they just moved to uh bernie actually uh -huh. and so uh you know they got that big movie coming out that has like zach efron yeah zach efron um this the dude from shameless oh, I'm sure oh yeah yeah, yeah um lip lip uh, uh, Lip from Shameless. He's got three names. Yes. I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah so I can remember. It's supposed to be a pretty, pretty big movie. So yeah, you yeah. know, um, it, it works out great. It's coming out in December. So wow. Brandon, tell us a little bit about the history of RCW and yourself. So the history of RCW uh, began with a six-year-old kid that uh, fell in love with wrestling, and I wouldn't say fall in love. I would say more became obsessed with it um Hell and yeah. uh you know i was in second grade and then you know my my friends were telling me yeah man there was this american guy and there was an iranian guy and the iranian guy used you know a fork on the on the american <laughs> guy and blah 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 and, and i was like wow this is pretty i mean because you know i was an 80s kid man i mean yeah. i watched stranger things and those kids remind me of me right yeah. i mean that was the same same style, the latchkey kids, all that stuff. And uh, so, you know, I was playing with the stuff at the time. Star Wars, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, yada, yada. But wrestling just blew that away, right? I mean, yeah. it just, uh, to me, was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And so, um, you know, I just became obsessed with it. And then when, you know, the internet became a thing in kind of the mid-90s, early mid-90s, you know, that's where, like, I started to know their real names and, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like all yeah. that little... Like Terry Bollea. All that uh, smart mark stuff, you know, where you're like, oh, well, now I'm a, you know... I'm, I'm educated to it. Um, I ended up moving to Tampa, Florida in 96. And in Tampa is where pretty much anyone that was a, a name in the 80s or 90s. 
um, yeah. where, where they live basically. And so, I mean, I would run into these guys there were Hogan, uh, beefcake, macho man, you know, so on and so forth. Just, I mean, I'd see them at the mall or I'd see them at a yeah. store. Wow. Um, because they all live, they all wanted to live in the kind of the same community. And so that's when I started to find out about wrestling schools. And so I towards, you know, I, I, I went to a couple of them just to check them out. But at that time, right around that time, Shawn Michaels opened his wrestling academy here in San Antonio over there on Zarzamora and Martin, wow. uh, right above a little taco restaurant. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I was in college and I was like, you know what, I'll apply. I'll go to Southwest Texas State, now Texas State. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll go to the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy. So I packed up, packed up my little Jeep Wrangler, which in the 90s, Jeep Wrangler was like a little matchbox car. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, and uh, you packed up everything I had, moved out here um, and started going to college and, and uh, the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy two to three, three days a week. Um, and what year so, was that? Uh, 1999. 99? Yeah. Wow. And so, so uh, he was still on blow. <laughs> be nice be nice uh yeah i mean you know sean definitely had demons but i mean at the same time it's sean michaels and if you're gonna oh, learn yeah. wrestling from somebody you know it's the best ever it's the best yeah. ever right yeah, and my so, favorite the showstopper and, and so you know there was a lot of learning lessons like i mean we would run every tuesday over at the far west rodeo um, or now it's called like cowboys dance hall or something yeah. like that oh yeah right there no uh, i by Alamo Highway, right? Here by yeah. it, right? Far yeah. West? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, we would have to like lug the ring over to the show and it was all up to the students. And like I said, it was on the second story. And so we were just like pushing boards out of a window, trying to, <laughs> trying to like assembly oh, line the, it down to the people <laughs> and put it on the truck just to shave, save some, you know, energy and time, yeah. you know? Uh, but I started off as a ref um, and a manager and a commentator. Um, you know, I've wrestled matches and stuff like that. But in 2002 is when I started RCW because when Sean closed down uh, in November of 2000, I think November of 2000, uh, I mean, like, man, we would do these indie shows and there would be like literally 10 people in the crowd and five of them I brought, right? Like, you know, they were family or, or friends yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, man, we're doing all this work all day long, you know, getting paid, you know, 10 bucks or whatever, if we got paid. And uh, and and for what? You know, for 10 yeah. people. Like, we could just do this at the school, you know, and just say, hey, come in and watch us wrestle, you know? So my goal was always to be a promoter anyway. I told Sean that originally. Um, I, I was big into, like, e-wrestling if you remember that back in the 90s where like you know you would write little promos out and then that you know someone from america online you know was like this little america online group and they would post the promos uh -huh. and then they would judge the winners of the match based upon the promos oh really uh you know fantasy leagues you know back then they were called rotisserie leagues i was always the commissioner of it whether it was football baseball um, I promoted backyard boxing for a little bit. So, <laughs> in San Antonio? No, this is uh, when I lived in California. And uh, and so, like, my friends and I would just gather together after school, and I'd be like, hey, come on, we're going to have the best boxing matches, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and we'd meet over at a friend's house, and, you know, the guys would just beat the shit out of each other. You know, wow. we would videotape it and everything. So 
those are like my first four ways, right? Into yeah. promoting, like, like, oh man, I kind of like this. I kind of like being the organizer and the, and the hype guy and all that. So in 2002, uh, a friend convinced me, man, you should just start running your own shows because all the other shows suck, you know? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, I was a senior in college at the time and I was like, I don't have any money really, you know? And, but he was like, oh, you got so much passion for it. And, you know, you, you, you're so uh, smart to it and everything. And I was like, okay. So I ran a first show and it, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't make any money. Uh, you know, I, I, it was a big time learning lesson, you know? And so, uh, yeah, more than five people there. I had more than five nice. people <laughs> already doing people. better, <laughs> but I, but I was like, I, I, I believe in the old, uh, the whole theatrical production of mm-hmm. it. And a lot of these promotions, uh, not so much now, I think they're getting the, 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 uh, the gist of it, but Definitely back then, it was just like a ring and some guys that you've yeah. never heard of. And you're like, what? Don't you like this? You know? And and me, I like the, the theatrics. Yeah, of the build-up. I, I like and, the production yeah, yeah. and the video and everything. You know, you guys are doing a podcast, you know, stuff like that where, you know, you get out there. Um, you know, I have a media background. <clears throat> Once I finished college, I, I, I jumped into the media and so I was using a lot of my media contacts to like do spots on the news, right? Or um, Billy Madison show. You guys know the Billy yeah. Madison show? Yeah. So Billy Madison uh, became a really good friend of ours. And, you know, uh, one show I'm like, you know what? He's going to be the champion after this match. So he won the title. Billy Madison won it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. And so like I got like, oh, man, it reminds me of David Arquette and blah, Winning blah, blah in the yeah. 90s, right? And I'm like, yeah, that was a multi-million dollar company on TNT where you had all these big name wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Billy Madison, the following, you know, Monday, right after the show, he, he had the belt with him and talked about us for like two to three hours on the wow, air. And, and, and if you think about how much it probably costs to take out advertising yeah. on, on Kiss. For right, Billy for 30 Madison, seconds. For just 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds. This is back when... Radio was more like at its peak, right? Yeah, so, yeah. this is when it's right. like the original group, like Billy, Derek, Nard, uh, Chubbs, oh, uh, yeah. stuff like that. And so, you know, like things like that, like I, I was working those uh, angles and, and using those contacts and mm-hmm. trying to beef up the production and and present presentation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas other ones were just like, all right, here's a ring and here are some wrestlers you never heard of and, uh, you know, Watch him fight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, you know, you're only going to draw friends and family that way. But RCW is always drawn really well. We average at least 300 a show. Um, you know, we've topped up, you know, 1,200, um, you know, which is really good for a small indie. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I don't, I don't try to portray anything RC, you know, RCW is anything more than it is, which is a San Antonio independent. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's, it's the San Antonio independent that, for 20 years, 20 plus, 20 plus years now, has elevated careers, launched careers, gave opportunities to uh, to big name guys to you know to come down here and get some work. Uh, you know, got the got the opportunity for these guys to be seen as stars rather than just regular looking guys that are jumping in a wrestling ring. Are there scouts like um, like in like an NFL and NBA? Are there scouts from WWE that come and? There are, yeah. Are looking for talent? There are, yeah. And then, and then of course, uh, you know, I always like, and especially uh, wrestling prior to maybe, 
I don't know, six to seven, eight years ago, I always likened wrestling to like the mafia. Like if you're a made guy, yeah, right? You have like all this kind of like prestige and honor amongst the other right. the other guys. The yeah. Other, they're the boys in the group. And then, you know, if you're low on the totem pole, you're you're getting the drinks for Joe Pesci. Right. Right. And Joe Pesci's the one that's shooting your foot off and gets yeah. away with it. Yeah, right. Spider. <laughs> and so that's exactly how, you know, uh wrestling was, right? You got your made guys. And I mean you can run down the game and I'm sure you can name, you know, very, very big name guys. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they would have these kind of guys that they would take a little bit under their their wing mm. and kind of like, okay, they carry the bags. They carry, you know, they handle the bookings for the, the name guy. They drive them around. Whatever. Like a prospect. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of like paying your dues, right? Like, you know, I did, you know, th- then you could sit there and say like, oh, man, you know, my guy here, Johnny, he's, you know, he's green, you know, but hey, he could, he could wrestle a match tonight. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, Johnny gets in a match and, you know, kind of takes off from there or, you know, even even still with like WWE and AEW, it is very much of a recommendation thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your made guys in those, you know, upper promotions too they'll say like hey man i got this guy you know can you give him a look right and and so yeah there's a lot of that kind of still today that kind of main man you know reference Uh, how often is it where you see somebody that comes in and like they don't really have to build up to that they just have that it factor where it's like damn they're naturals at this. Rare. Rare. <laughs> Dang. So they have to. They got to work at repetition, it. Repetition. You know, I, I, I mean, there are some guys that, I mean, just like, yeah, have it right away. But they're wrestling to me, like it's, it's opposite of a sport where a sport like NBA, I mean, God, we just drafted Wimby. Yeah. Um, you know, you want them younger, the better, right? Like. Younger the better, you know. Once that guy hits like 32, 34, 35, oh, LeBron James is old. Right. Is he really? He's yeah. only his late thirties, <laughs> exactly. You know, but wrestling actually is in the opposite way in that um, you don't really start hitting your stride mm-hmm. until like you know you're in your, your late twenties, yeah. early thirties, mid mm-hmm. mid thirties. You know, if you always, I mean, I mean, God, Hulk Hogan was old, you know. Like back in eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just turned that seventy. Like I was like, "What?" I thought he was old forever, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's also been old to us. But yeah, I was watching on wrestling, and he just turned seventy. I was like, "Well, I mean, well, you look at Cody. Cody is a great example yeah. there on your shirt because you know that's a guy that's you know Dusty Rhodes's kid. Mm. Um, you know, had a, had a great amateur wrestling career. Incredible um, documentary. Yeah, it's an awesome yeah. documentary. Peacock. Yeah. And I was the first promotion in Texas to book him after he left. Uh, so that oh, Russell, went indie? Yeah. So that WrestleMania, uh, after that WrestleMania, like I think in uh, maybe November or October, I had booked Cody Rhodes. This is before he had the blonde hair. Dude, he looks too. like Dusty. Where he Dustin. Getting, where he was still, uh, he just got off of Stardust, right? Yeah. I would say more like this, just without yeah. the mustache. Um you know, and and just watching him because I'd lined up some media interviews for him to do here to help promote, and you know he came down wearing the suit and had like a little uh, Bluetooth in his ear, and, <laughs> and I think he was starting to get it. And then of course, you know, he launched AEW with the Young Bucks and all that, and then now you watch how he carries himself in WWE. It's it's so much more different than when he was dashing Cody Rhodes yeah. or Stardust, mm-hmm. just in the way they. He carries himself now. He figured out 
the business and and that takes a lot of trial and error and and I think in Cody's case man I mean he really had to go you had to really go backward in order to go forward, you know. Yeah, and so it's so. an evolution, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at this past WrestleMania, no, that's another, that's another group. Oh, yeah. that's another group. <laughs> oh, my bad. He, he, was a, he was a part of that one. <laughs> this past WrestleMania, you know how he wears like the Hulk Hogan weightlifting belt? Yeah, the weightlifts. Oh, he does. He wrote <laughs> all the names of the promo- uh, indie promotions he wrestled for. Oh, cool. In between, you know, when he left, and then you know, main eventing WrestleMania with Roman Reigns this year. Wow. And, and he sure enough, R- yeah, sure enough, RC. I took a picture of it, RCW. Uh, is nice. on there, so it's yeah, pretty cool. Wow! Every time he wrestles, he gives away that belt to usually a kid. Yeah, but, that's incredible. But I mean, like right now, I mean, I could tell you like some people that are on the cusp and just that live here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie Rinkowski is unbelievable. Oh, that's it's, sweet. It's a female, yeah. right? Yeah, I wanted to get her on also, man, because <laughs> she's amazing. Uh, Maddie, you, you're you're encouraged to do this this podcast. Uh, no, she is by far, I think, uh, head and shoulders the best female in Texas. I think, you know, she has. Uh, figured out how to present herself as a brand and how to talk people into uh, into the uh, the arena, so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we don't run an arena, but we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he, she's understanding that it's just more than just move, 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 move. You know, it's actually letting the fans kind of digest what they're seeing. Yeah, story. And taking in and then, you know, reacting to it. Um, the other one is Khan. He's our current RCW champion. He's actually in uh, AEW right now. He's the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion. Um, and the guy looks like a million bucks. He's also um, he's also figuring out like the difference between indie mania and being a, a you know professional wrestler on that high level. <laughs> There's just a little, yeah. We have Shofunaki as a guest referee. He's one of the trainers here in San Antonio. Uh, he lives here. Yeah, he lives here. Wow. Um, oh, that's a sponsorship. I used to love Funaki. Do you remember back in the nineties when um they would have the English dubs over their yeah, voice when yeah. they would talk? <laughs> like it was completely <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he would just be moving his mouth and then just throw an English sub. Yeah, would. Be indeed. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Um, how, how often do y'all have uh, events? Uh, about every six weeks. Every six weeks? Yeah. I mean, and I've played with uh, different formats throughout uh, my 20-something years, even, run, even down to running weekly. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every six weeks is like, like the, the right amount for mm-hmm. people. You know, if you do weekly, you're going to burn them out. You know, yeah. there's only so many times you can drive to a venue and, mm-hmm. you know, pay for everybody to get in, you know. So we're just trying to make them bigger events. I mean, now we actually got like little pyro machines and an LED screen and uh, just have really beefed up our uh, our, our presentation. There's Maddie Rukowski right there. Do y'all have Main r- character. Hi, Maddie. Do y'all have writers? I am the writer. You are the writer? Nice. Oh, that's incredible. Can you write us to get him thrown through a table? <laughs> Hell yeah. Right? Or, cool. or maybe like so, some some plate glass. It's supposed to be sugar glass, but not really. So it just hits it and falls down. So it, what, wow. we, what we actually call it is is the booker. I know WWE oh, yeah, has writers, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's more of the booker. Okay. Um, and then I do have some other guys that help agent uh, the, the matches and uh, the Texas streets are a tag team here. They run a wrestling school here and they they helped me out tremendously and uh 
you know, it's a big production. I mean, even, I mean, you'll spend all your time doing it Mm -hmm. and not get a whole lot of reward to be honest either. Other than you could say, Hey, there's Keith Lee on, you know, uh, AEW WWE, right. And he was a former RCW champion, Ray Rowe, former RCW champion. Now he's Eric in that Viking Raiders tag team, you know, so you get to see like Mm -hmm. guys that you helped, you know, uh, and, and gave a platform to and and then to make it on uh is really cool to see. Do you also think maybe like you saw that in them first? Like <laughs> not sure. like just but right cuz you put the belt on them so you obviously knew that they were sure. I, you know that, that there's a you know some people in wrestling they say oh the belt is a prop, right? The belt yeah. is a prop. And I don't think of it that way. I actually think the belt has a lot of meaning. Mm. You know, there was a time when I was a fan uh, up until maybe the 2000s, I can name every WWF champion. Mm-hmm. Number one, it was easier because they didn't pass around the belt yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. But number two, it just meant more. It, it felt like it, it felt like the Super Bowl, right? right? Like they you made remember it. that game, yeah. right? And so, you know, if uh, Andre the Giant took the belt off of Hulk Hogan, you remember that shit. You know, mm-hmm. when Hulk Hogan lost to the Ultimate Warrior, you remember that shit, right? Yeah, you felt it yeah. too. <laughs> It hurt. Yeah. Or like when yeah. Sean won from Brett at right. fucking Mania. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. amazing. Right. And so. Or every time you hear his song, it's yeah. just, you hear him fucking. You want to take your clothes off, or, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> or Stone Cold. You know, both the, the fucking shattering of the glass or the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just want to like, oh, get drunk. But I always think, you know, I try to run the same way. I, I try to let my champions carry it for as long as possible rather mm-hmm. than just like, okay, this show you guys went in. Next show you guys went in. I, I don't like that. You know, yeah. I like where the belt has meaning to where the title changes. It's like, wow, it's a big deal. Yeah. Now, but, with that being said, like, there, do you think there's some some something called like holding on to it for too long? Like Roman Reigns right now, he's been what over two, almost three years with it. Do you mm. think that's too long, or do you think there's no such thing as long as they're the top guy in the I don't business? think there's such a thing as too long. You know what I mean? And especially if. You know, you're trying to update history a little bit, you know, and so, you know, I mean, not a lot of people know who Pedro Morales is, but his his title reign was like number five or something, number five or number six as far as longest championship reign, right? So, you know, I mean, it's time to update history. I also like that there is a long-term champion because here's the thing, you know, Roman's got past Cody, Brock Lesnar, you know, Jey Uso, like all these guys, right? Who's finally going to get the win on them? And sure. whenever that win occurs, it's going to be memorable. Yeah. So you're going to be like, wow, that guy finally lost to whoever, mm-hmm. right? It could be LA Knight. I don't know, right? It, it's hard to say because, you know, as they're building stars or building guys, um, you know, whoever gets that win, that's obviously going to be looked at as the guy. It's like transferring energy, right? Right. Pretty much. You take everything he's built up and now we're putting it yeah. on him. And right. then immediately the guy's over and you're like, okay, yeah, we're, you're, you're the greatest thing. Right. You beat this person. You know, I mean, it's no different than in comic books, right? Like, I mean, Superman has been, you know, been published for, I don't know. He's the worst dark, superhero, 30s, by the way. 40s, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I fucking hate Superman, dude. Who, 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 who killed Superman, though? Doomsday. Doomsday. You remember that versus if it was Doomsday here, Lex Luthor here, you know, this guy, this mm-hmm. guy, whatever, you know, it, it it made Doomsday into a household name. Why? Because he killed Superman. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other <laughs> characters, but just to illustrate my point, like if you keep someone on top 
until the next person. It's like a transfer of energy, right? Like, oh, now they're the guy. Now they're the top star, you know. Do you feel like y'all are gaining more traction uh, nowadays or? Oh, yeah. I think think, uh, indie wrestling has had a resurgence, especially with all the new group of talent that you're seeing in WWE and AEW. And plus, you know, social media just helps the, the stuff get out there even more, you know, to where. I mean, we'll we'll live stream our shows and we'll get like a thousand people watching. And it's crazy because I'm wow. like, you know, I mean, they're all over the country or world in some cases. And, you know, so, you know, there's there's more eyes on it than where there used to be where, I mean, it was purely local. Right. I mean, it was just, you know, wherever it happened in San Antonio, that that's where it stayed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's what yeah. the case there because, you know, it didn't have any sort of eyes on top of it. Hmm. Have you tried any outside markets in San Antonio? I have before. I've, I've ran Austin. I've ran Seguin and, and stuff like that. But, you know, like the venue we're at now, um, well, there's the Good Shepherd. Uh, that's that's pretty close to me. But the other venue that we have, the Green Event Center, <laughs> is like maybe a mile or two away from my house. And so as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn to big four or five. Uh, you know, as I, as I get older, those days of driving the ring and setting up the ring and setting out all the chairs and doing all that crap, like... I don't have the energy anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yes, absolutely. You know, but, uh, you know, to do it on that scale, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult and very taxing. And so now I'm just like, you know what, we have a following, you know, they follow us on social, they follow us on, on the live streams or whatever, you know, I just want a venue close to home. So that way, you know, yeah. my whole weekend isn't, isn't taken by. Yeah. So but, you set everything up yourself. Uh, a lot of it, uh, back maybe 10 years ago. Yes. Nowadays. So what happened was I, I, about maybe 10, 15 years ago, I started making friends with guys like Jim Ross and Jeff Jarrett (laughs) and stuff like that. And they would be like, you know, or or Jeff would be like, man, why are you working so hard? You know what I mean? (laughs) He's like, you're the promoter. You're the, you're the guy that's paying for all this. If anything happens at the show, you're responsible, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, why are you, you know, putting out the ring? Why are you setting out the chairs? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, you should be the guy that comes in in a suit and just kind of like, you know, lights, you know, a hundred dollar bills on fire. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, that's a good point. You know, and as, as I got more into, uh, learning about management and different management styles. And I'm, I'm kind of a, a junkie now on, on reading books about leadership and management and stuff like that. Awesome. And so, yeah, it kind of shaped my perception because I thought, oh, I got to be the first boot on the ground and the last to leave, right? And I got, I'm not going to do anything. And I wouldn't do anything that, uh, I wouldn't have someone do something that I wouldn't, wouldn't do. do. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you, there's still ways to build that as a leader uh, without, you know, having to, to do it all yourself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I wish I learned that a whole lot sooner. Uh, but, you know, I'd say probably maybe 10 years ago, I started to figure out like, okay, I don't need to, you know, spend my whole weekend as the one doing it, you know? And so, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot easier in that way. And it's empowered other people too. It's given them opportunities. Are there any books that you've read on leadership that you recommend? Uh, so there's The Culture Code. 
Um, that's probably my favorite, and it's it's also because it has Popovich in there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It has a chapter about uh, uh, the the author followed uh, Popovich around for a mm-hmm. little bit. I mean, he followed around other people, and it's just one chapter in the book. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, hey, man, go Spurs, go right. And I, I'm I'm you know learning about his style, and I'm a huge Pop fan, huge yeah. Spurs fan. And uh, you know, he got inducted last night, and wow. just. I watched the Hall of Fame ceremony for Pop, and it was it was just mind blowing. Yeah. Like the things people were saying about him. I mean, you had superstars like Tim Duncan that could have made millions in a bigger market, mm-hmm. way more than San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker, Ginobili, they could have easily went to New York or Los Angeles and made, I mean, just buttloads of yeah. money, right? But I mean, they stayed their whole career, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that doesn't happen by accident because those opportunities are there for them. Yeah, know? and it was a gift to the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I remember in the middle of it just thinking, man, we're so lucky right now. Yeah. We're so fucking lucky to have this team. Yeah. And when it was that year of the beautiful game, it was just like their passing was on point oh, and, yeah. and, and you knew they were going to win. They were beyond the choking to the Lakers. You know, those years where they were choking to the Lakers were tough. Well, if you think about it, I mean, the Lakers had prime Shaq and prime. Kobe. Yeah, true. I mean, do you know how many championships they would have won had it not been for the Spurs? For yeah, right yeah. All right. Yeah. I think Kobe said that too. <laughs> like, uh, I would have won a lot more if it wasn't there, for the Spurs. You would have won yeah. a lot more. Then you had the LeBron super teams, you know, and the Spurs toppled them, you know, yeah. and, and so, like, I mean, they would have just, I mean, killed the competition, you yeah, know. We were spoiled. We were spoiled. We were spoiled. I, I, that's one of the things I keep telling all these little Spurs haters around town, <laughs> you know. I'm like, man, you had 22 years of, like, playoff success. Yeah. You what know? do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, when I mentioned I lived in California, I lived in Sacramento. So, they had the Kings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then the Kings Weber. made the playoffs last season. But the the last time they made the playoffs was like in 2002 or something. Yeah, the Chris oh, yeah. Webber days. Yeah. yeah. And and, um, and, then, and then even before that, like, I remember this team would just lose. Yeah. But for some reason, Not Sacram- a good name. Sacramento <laughs> would come out, I mean, in mass and support that team. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I kind of thought San Antonio was that way. Up until like the last until few they seasons. started being bad, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, oh, all of a sudden they suck now. Yeah, or, you know. Pops. But people showed up last night. I mean, you can hear them in the stands when he mm-hmm. when he mentioned San Antonio. Yeah. He's like, where did y'all come from? Oh man, I love the Spurs. <laughs> I could talk Spurs and wrestling all yeah. day long. Um, but yeah, I I I I absolutely love the guy. There's so much you can learn from him. Uh, he loves to break bread with his players. That's something I, I enjoy doing. Um, it's just something about when you meet up like that, um, that builds a camaraderie. And so, um, that's one of the things that the culture code talks about. Yeah. There's a, have you ever read, um, extreme ownership, Mm. Leif Babin and and Jocko Willink? Mm. Oh, that's a real good one. It's two guys who who were, you know, in, in, um, Navy SEALs. Um, okay. in, the, in the heat of the Iraq war and Afghanistan war. And they came back and with lessons that they learned from failures, you know, and times mm-hmm. where they just, you know, they, they made the wrong decision and people died, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and they're extremely humble about their failures and their, and their successes. 
Um, but they come back and, and they, they came back and they um, established this organization um, and they go and they teach leaders, you know, of major organizations um, how to lead with extreme ownership. Right. And they have, I, I love a saying that they have, and it's, it's um, there's no bad, there's no bad teams. There's only bad leaders. Mm-hmm. And it, and it rings true because, you know, it's, you, <clears throat> you can see a team that's dysfunctional and you can say all those people on that team, they suck. But is that really true? Like, can they all suck? You know, is that possible? Um, or is it possible that the majority of them don't suck, um, but they're just going along with the bad philosophies of bad leadership and right. the leaders just not taking ownership? Well, there's another saying, you know, people don't quit jobs, they quit you know, bosses, they quit right. bad leaders. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you, you know, we all have experiences where we were at a job that was pretty cool. I mean, it was, you know, Work is work, but, right. you know, it was all right. Pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. But you had a boss that was just like, you know, made it absolutely hell for you. And, yeah. and you pursued your options elsewhere, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I completely, I'm in the same uh, boat on the. On yeah, you turn people off, you know, um, yeah. and, and, and you can really, you can really nurture talent, you know, with, with great leadership. And then you can really destroy talent with bad leadership, you know, you know yeah. where somebody's going to go there. And I think, I think, you know, you can look at WWE and AEW nowadays because you can pick and pull pros and cons out of their leadership for both brands. Yeah. Right. You know, cause Tony Khan kind of represents this kind of fan with money. Right. And, uh, and that's how he operates. He wow. operates as a fan with money. I got a ton that's of money. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm a big fan <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I'm going to run. And Have you heard about uh, he, when he wanted to open the place, his dad was just like, you're going to fucking do it when I'm dead. Might as well do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take the money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Damn. you know, he's a, you know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it has pros and cons associated oh, with God. it. And then you got, you know, Vince McMahon, right? Who's kind of seen as this kind of like a heavy hand and, mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that, where I've actually heard differently. I've actually heard how supportive Vince McMahon is mm-hmm. uh, to many people. Right. Um, you know, but just, you know. But his persona. The other you know? stories get out there. Yeah. Right? Like, oh man, you know, what a jerk, what a jerk Vince McMahon is. You rub one person wrong. It does. That's all it takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I think too, it's because he's got that big personality. Oh, too, no where, pun intended. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vince, he's if you want to talk about um, after you recover from back surgery. Um, the only thing about, about Vince now is he has that little mustache. I don't know if you could bring up the. Well, Vince has Vince, a mustache. That's, yeah. that's, that's what, mustache. like you mentioned that, like, you know, a lot of uh, wrestlers they come into their prime in their thirties and, 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 and whatnot, but like it, it, it's your body. Images like, here. How does your body take that damage at, at those look old at ages? Yeah. Look at that. Hey, look at this mustache, man. He's looking like Walt Disney Water now. Over. You know, and that's honestly what I thought he was going for. I thought he was going for Walt Disney when they announced the merger with UFC. Um, I thought he was going for Walt Disney. Like, and you know it's died. Yeah, I'll talk about it's died too. It's like, he's like, look here, I have a promotion. It's a wrestling promotion. See? <laughs> Where you get these wrestlers fighting? But I mean, yeah. look, look how much of a, uh, yeah. scroll up right here, right? This picture Jack. right here. Yeah. Look how crazy Even at his Jack age, is. like, dude, look at that vein, bro. Look yeah, at that that's crazy. vein. And there's a lot of stories like where talent will go to his house because he usually wants them to come to his house and uh-huh. you know have an initial conversation with them. And you know, Vince will open a door with like just a, a little muscle shirt on. Uh, like, How you doing, pal? You know? Wow. <laughs> trying to size up, up trying yeah. to size up the other guy, you know. See if they get intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. Jack, though. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I think like the first time he fought like Stone Cold, it's like, oh, there's going to be just this little guy. And then like he literally comes in with it and he's like, he's jacked. It's like more jacked than Stone Cold. I'm yeah. Like, heck. I rem- yeah. I remember growing up, he was a, the announcer, right? Yeah. Like in storyline, oh, yeah. they wouldn't even acknowledge him as the owner. And right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You yeah. They would that. have, they would have a president, this pre- uh, president Jack Tunney or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. And, you know, Vince was just an announcer. He'd be with like Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. and he would be in like a three piece suit. Yeah. And I remember thinking the exact same. I had already seen him in Sports Illustrated in some article, and I knew how buff he was. But I was like, man, wait till he comes out with, you know, with no shirt on. Yeah. It's going to be freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he's ridiculously um, uh, jacked. And, yeah, and I've heard he'll size up the guys. You know what I mean? To, you know. When did the name the change happen? Uh, from WWF to WWE? Yeah. It's when the World Wildlife Fund sued yeah. WWE. Uh, it was like in the mid late nineties, right? Because I remember, yeah. I think I was in like high school or something where it changed over. I think early two thousand. It seemed early like 2000s. people took it so easy though. And I, I didn't like it. I was like, "Well, this you sucks, no. dude." I, I think their branding for it too was really good because they basically their motto was "Get the f out." Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was during yeah. the Attitude Era, so it, it was on brand from the. So everybody was like, oh. "Oh, okay, cool." It's it was right around when they bought WCW and, and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. Um, I just remember feeling like, "Wow, people just adapted to that so easy," and nobody ever talks about WWF anymore. Like, that's because WWE is is great at several things: great at production, uh, great at presentation, mm-hmm. and then they're they're masters at marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I. Uh, I have a day job. I'm not going to say what it is, <laughs> but <laughs> it is don't. in marketing, uh, and it's it, it's a it, uh, it's with a very reputable place. But uh, you know, and I tell them all the time. I'm like, man, say what you want about wrestling, mm-hmm. but they have marketing down. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about you know the things that should have killed wrestling, right? right? The steroid trials when that came yeah. out, and you yeah. know Hulk Hogan had to you know mm-hmm. admit he took steroids, even though he was on Arsenio Hall and said he never took steroids. Yeah. You know the the sexual uh, cases against them. Yeah. Um, you Chris know Benoit. They, oh yeah, Chris yeah, Benoit. Yeah, Owen Hart. Uh, Owen Hart. They, they, yeah. You know they they have these huge things that would normally take out any business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go before the government, and you're like, yeah, guess what, guys? This is all entertainment, right? Yeah. And they had to admit that. <laughs> yeah, right? my mom that was, was right. No longer, right. You would think, <laughs> oh man, that would be the end of professional wrestling, right? Yeah. But WWE somehow like still makes it big. Still they, packing. They're still selling out. Where the Cowboys play, they'll do a two-night WrestleMania yep. in front of a hundred thousand people each night. Like yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like, the masters of marketing and and telling stories. Yeah. Um, and they're so, more profitable now than they've ever been because they're yeah. like they're on another high right now. So it's it's like and that's just like you said, it's marketing. Like if you just see the WWE logo, you already know that's 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 wrestling, that's sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah. and they've cleaned it. I mean, they have, they have their presentation so down. Like I'm I'm the same way too. Oh, I love '80s wrestling and '90s mm-hmm. wrestling. Right, yeah. like I'll go back and watch Macho Man and Hulk and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'll watch the rest of the presentation, and I'm like, you know, the shit doesn't hold up as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like the, ter- the the last days of the territories, which are like AWA, world class, yeah. you know. And you would watch it. They have it on the network. Um, and you watch, and you're like, hmm, right? Like, you're kind of like... I even do that with the old 80s shows. Like, oh, yeah. Man, like, it's I'm not like, like it, it used to be. I'm like, 18 was the greatest show ever that I watch it now. Yeah. And it's like, 
Uh, I mean, it, has its, <laughs> it was okay. It has its cool <laughs> parts. The band was nice. <laughs> yeah, Mr. T was awesome. Yeah. You know, but you know, you watch it now compared to all the stuff that's yeah. out now, right? And then you're just like, oh, it's pretty, pretty pedestrian. It's yeah. pretty basic. You know, but yeah, I was watching some old school Nickelodeon stuff uh, the other day. Was it Wild, uh, and, Wild crazy and Crazy Kids? Kids? Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. This is not that as cool as I thought That's it was. That's what I thought the other day, too. I put it on, and I was like, I used to love this shit when it would come on. And now I'm just like, this is fucking lame. <laughs> but yeah. Not, but not only that, like, the storylines were more hokey back then. But even if you look at the wrestling back then, like, it was compared to now, you have all the high flyers and all these, like, interesting yeah. moves back oh. then. It's like leg drop, so, elbow, <laughs> DDT, and you're like, mm. So now that's one area that I do disagree with modern, modern wrestling. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you could see a match end on a leg drop, Hulk Hogan's leg drop or an elbow mm -hmm. and that would be it. Right. Yeah. And now like, times. you have to do like, you know, 20 chair shots to the head, mm -hmm. you know, uh, 10 moves off the top rope and they still kick out at two. And then they do a small package. You get the three count. It gets, it, it drives me insane. Yeah. And so uh, another one of the guys that kind of, I mean, I, you know, I consider kind of like a mentor when I've listened to him talk was Jake the Snake Roberts. I brought him down oh, a few times. Man. And uh, he unceremoniously one time, I, I'm a heel manager sometimes. And uh, I did a thing with Jake inside the ring, got knocked out. And then uh, we got a snake and Jake put the snake on me. And then just for fun, like he lifted my pants and threw the snake. Oh, the no. <laughs> no. Hey, it's, it's better than what he did snake to Macho Man. Snake. <laughs> would, well, I don't know, man, because that snake could have bit some really important <laughs> yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, and just, you know, so, heel is the bad guy. How, the, I was like, what's a heel manager? It's he, Heel is a bad guy in wrestling. Yeah. And then oh, so you're a baby the face or a face is the good guy. Yeah. Face? A face oh, is a good guy. Okay. A heel is a bad guy. How how happy was your eight-year-old self that fucking Jake the Snake Roberts did no, a snake actually, on you? I, was, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was like 50% like, wow, this was awesome. And 50% being scared shitless. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that snake is in some, yeah. you know, some compromising areas, you know? Yeah. And it actually crawled all the way through my pant leg and came out through my my my. Pant. And you were you trying to stay in character? Yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, all the crowd was going crazy, and you know, I mean, there's not much to, character work when you're right. Really <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking of Vince, I always thought he was like the greatest at reactions, and, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah, you when, you knew they were over the top, but yeah. it was still like you're still like, there for like it. When Stone Cold's music hits. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gulp. <laughs> You know, and, I mean, he just had the greatest reactions of all time. And I, I try to do um, the same with my stuff. I, I, I love the over the top expressions. Yeah. Except for that one where he pulled it, he, he, what did he pulled his Achilles or something? Oh, he tore his quads. Both yeah, of them. He tore both one of the ring. quads. He yeah. couldn't yeah. get up. Yeah. He's sliding into the ring and hits him and he tears them. And he was like, God damn it, restart the match. But he, he can't take a stunner for crap. Every time he takes a stunner, it's like the lamest thing ever. It is, but. I mean, it adds to it though. Yeah. He's <laughs> not supposed to know how. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's gotta be a video. Yeah, there's a yeah, video. There's, there's, there's video. Yeah. Oh, Rogan, Rumble Botch. Yeah, right there. That's good. You can do the Rogan yeah. one. That's fine. Well, it's a person oh, yeah, talking the, the with third it one. in the That background. one right there. There you go. 
He can't pull John off. Cena and Batista, Batista goes for his bomb, but both men time. tumble out. And despite this looking like a picture-perfect so double that finish, this was apparently happen. not in the plan. Yeah, only uh, the one story of them was is Batista was supposed to win and win non-controversially, but apparently he slipped doing the powerbomb spot. They both go over the top. The way they cover for this is pretty amazing because it looks 100% worked. The way they timed it and the way the referees are reacting. There's the referee confusion. Who won? No oh, one really water. knows. And then in all confusion, water. out comes Mr. McMahon. Man, who comes from the grill position, he storms his way to the yeah, ring, he it. slides into the ring, he bangs his right, leg on the top of the apron and tears his quadricep in the process. He goes to get up, but his other leg is too weak, so he just sits there awkwardly, <laughs> somehow not selling anything all the while. As Dude, can you imagine that? Each other out you tore your quads. Until we get word that Baby Boy Vince wants the match restarted, and somehow and he, he gets up and walks away. to walk unassisted to the back, wherein he tears his other like, quadricep. What an insane performance that was! And a fucking Man. owner of a multi-million dollar all, fucking business. He pops out there, tears you both his quads. You just had a botch at the end of your main event. Who was it? Fucking quadrator. I mean, <laughs> that's the heart of a champion. Right I mean, there. I'm sure. After a brief scuffle, Batista throws Cena out and officially wins the match. As for who he ends up challenging, Drax the Destroyer. Belt, you already know. Drax. This one gets four right? stars out of five for me. But yeah, that's uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who was it that tore their quad? But you actually see the, the muscle H. fall. Triple was it Triple H where you yeah. see, just see the muscle come down? Yeah. Oh man, how do was, you uh, how do you deal with the injuries when it happens? So or, it depends on the depends on the, uh, the injury. Most guys they're so hyped up that they'll go right through it. Right? Oh, they'll be really? like, I gotta finish the match, brother. You know, even if they have to call an audible um, and just kind of switch things up. Uh, I myself, I, I broke a rib that punctured a lung Ooh. in a match. And it happened early. And then I was like, the same thing. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting through this. Like, I'm not, you know, quitting. I, I ain't no not. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got back. I was like, I can't breathe. You know, and uh, oh, it wound up going to the hospital. But, yeah, you were like, you know, oh, man, I'm not, you know, yeah. It's it's a, it's a an ego thing. Oh, yeah. You know, where you're like, man, I'm getting through this match. Like, you know. Yeah, is that ever I'll, like, oh, so-and-so fucking had a broken femur and kept going. I'll be all right with this punctured lung. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Wasn't that the, the, the Undertaker-Mankind, the Hell in the Cell match? He had a broken foot, and it's like, Mankind's like, well, he's wrestling with a broken foot, so I'm going to be, I'm just going to keep going. Meanwhile, he gets thrown through the freaking oh, the cage, amazing. and his tooth is in his nose. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but it's, he didn't want to quit because Taker was fighting with a broken foot. So I was getting ready to talk about Jake the Snake real quick because we're talking yeah. about like how modern wrestling you have to do all this to, to defeat him. Jake uh, was watching a couple guys, you know, practice their match, and then he goes to me. He's like, you know what I hate? He's like, I hate it when guys win on a fucking roll up, right? He's like, I just think that, you know, when you do like a roll up, that's like a small package or, you know, like it's like a little move and you get the quick three. It traditionally is done in a way that protects the other guy, right? That That's the theory. Oh, he just got a lucky fluke win, right? So it doesn't hurt the guy that lost, right? Yeah, because it wasn't that. And usually that's very ego driven, right? Because the other guy, oh man, I can't lose, you know, blah, 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 right? And so they'll be like, okay, we'll do a small package. All right. Well, he just did like 10,000 other moves and the small package is what gets it. And Jake was like, think about it like this. Like, you know, if you were in a fight, a real fight, and you're, you know, really slugging it out with the other guy, which if you had to lose, okay. I mean, of course, no one walks into a fight expecting right. to lose. <laughs> but he's like, if you had to lose, would you rather lose because the guy did this super colossal 
punch that just knocked you out mm -hmm. or this little tiny jab that knocked you out. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, well, if you prefer the super big thing, he's like, well, then the matches should end on a finish. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, I, I do too. Like I'll tell the guys I want all, all finishers, right? Cause it doesn't hurt the other guy. Cause the way I look at it, the same thing as Jake, like if you're going to lose a fight, it should be because of a big thing, right? Yeah. It shouldn't be because of a little piddly thing. Because mm -hmm. in that, what does that really tell you, tell you about your character? It's like imagining yeah. uh, Hogan doing a small package on Andre the Giant instead of slapping yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's how a lot of like you know modern matches end. And so, uh, or, or think of it like a video game, you know, the fatality, right? Like yeah. it was always cool in Mortal Kombat to finish the guy off with a big more you know, for, uh, fatality. Move. Or you're just going like yeah. that though, and he still you still oh, win. Because you can't get the <laughs> you can't fucking get the code, code right. And he still You know, I've had that in, in, in fighting games too, where you, you know, yeah, you're trying to it's launch like, like a big attack, <laughs> yeah, and just like a little jab. He's just and going falls, in and, and he still falls. Like, oh. like God, come on. You know, yeah. So, what's your thought on the finger poke of doom then? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I don't like no, it. I mean, you know. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I could see storyline where it is, but maybe it could have been executed another yeah. way. You know, I know they were trying to, to, you know, put them back together as a team, but it also didn't. Like, why would you lose the title? Yeah, I didn't do anybody any favors. I, you know what I mean? Like, if, if we're going to film, a, a, we're going to make our own little stable here, our own little brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I may like you, but am I really going to give you the title? You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the man. Yeah. Um, I didn't really understand the finger poke, poke of doom. So is is there an understanding who's going to win <clears throat> before the match? And does that ever change mid-match? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. it's it It's happened where there's a change or there's a change. Like, I mean, you can watch Hulk Hogan for, uh, versus Rock mm -hmm. from uh, WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. and, and the finish is, it, it was the intended way. But the mannerisms from both started to change because the crowd was wanting to cheer for Hulk Hogan oh. and, and the rock was the, supposed to be the good guy. Okay. And so middle of the match, you start to see little subtle differences in their behaviors to where the rock is wrestling a little bit more as a heel and, and Hulk Hogan is starting to you know do some stuff as a, as a, as a good guy. Wow. Um, so there's things like that where, you know, you just, you kind of feel the crowd and, you know, okay, they're not buying it or whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, generally speaking, and it, you know, I was told this by someone that was involved in, in, in a big conspiracy theory for WWE. Um, Is it the screwdriver? You can say the screwdriver. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> uh, but I mean, basically, whatever you see on WWE TV is intended. Mm -hmm. Even when they're like, what? 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 Oh my God, I didn't expect this, right? Mm -hmm. And even if the fans are sure because they read it on the internet, like, most of the stuff WWE does, it, it's it's about execution. Uh, and so they're not going to go out there and be like, yeah, man, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they they got sponsors and all the tickets and buy rates and right. all that crap, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, just do whatever you want out there. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, they're going to have it down and then you've got to <laughs> execute it exactly the way it is. And so throughout wrestling history, what you said, yes, happens. Mm -hmm. On a on a on a on a big scale, not really much anymore because at that at that point they're like, okay, I'm paying you a million bucks, right? 
you know, go through you, with it. You need to execute with what our plan is. You know what I mean? But do you think that for that match, um, it was something that they innately just understood? This is the way it's going. This yeah, is the way it, we're changing. It, it's hard not to if you ever watch the match. Like, really? uh, you know, the crowd is so into Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came in as a bad guy. Like they they did a thing where Hulk Hogan ran over the Rock's car with. Uh, you know, a big semi truck. This something. is NWA days. No, uh, is, no this is uh, uh, NWA. Sorry, when he, when no, he came back Hulk. to WWF, he was Hollywood Hogan when he. Oh, he was Hollywood him. Hogan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, he came out as Hollywood Hogan to like <clears throat> The Rock and. Gotcha. Yeah, and he was doing all this like you know sneak attacks and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. To, you, you know, prior to to getting into the match. Oh, to this one. Yeah. But the crowd just for whatever reason, I think they were kind of rocked out. Like this one's it. Yeah, this is weird. Wait a minute. I say that now as they're going to do a table spot. You see how they're booing the rock? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. But they were seeing their hero actually getting beat. Like, he used to be our hero. So. And now he's getting a chair. Oh. You know, he didn't use it, but still, it's a heel tactic. Oh, that's a heel move? The chair? Everybody's okay. And Hulk was as dark as the people he hated. See, that's what it was, was his nostalgia. Yeah. He, ca- he called it. All right, here is where he turned full fucking Hogan. I remember this now. Yeah, there's Hogan no way they knew that shit was going to happen like that. Is that a spray on view? Yeah. 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 would become like the biggest fucking movie star. Yeah, that's the F. Damn. F was still there. That's way back. But yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, as far as what, you know, he commands and, you know, how busy he is. Yeah, he's like top, top movie star, basically. There's rumors he might come back because of the strike. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Like for a match or two. 
And it would make sense with Rowan Reigns. I think that's yeah. what everybody is wanting. We, I mean, they want to see as part of the bloodline yeah. storyline. Because they're both, you know, Samoan. Um, and part of the Samoan the bloodline. The Anoi, was it Anoi? Yeah. Like that, like that Japanese Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> so, right now, who do you think um, is probably the, the one most underrated wrestler, professional wrestler right now, and then we can look at RCW and see who maybe is your future. Like I know you named a couple earlier, but professional and AEW or like are, at that stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say right now, I mean, LA Knight has a ton of momentum. Yeah. And so, no uh, uh, you, I mean, you're starting to see like, even like last night on, or not last night on Friday night, SmackDown, uh, you know, he wrestled just a, uh, I don't want to call him a job or it's not nice, but a guy that's probably on the C level, right. Of, of things. And, and they only really do that when they start spotlighting you, when they start saying, okay, you know, we're going to start picking out parts of your character mm -hmm. because like right now the crowd will like is really behind them. Uh, I did, I went to a, what they call a house show, which is a non-televised mm -hmm. show, um, Madison Square Garden on Christmas Day this past year. And he was on the show. And I mean, he was like, he was a heel. He, he wasn't even like presented as a main event guy. Mm -hmm. He was kind of still on the undercard. But everybody's like, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> um, and he, he does have like a lot of comparisons to like a, 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 a mix of Stone Cold and The Rock, right? Oh, like, wow. Uh, just in, in their behaviors and dress and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's who I see as being, because you can't fake momentum. Yeah. You know, when the fans are behind it, the fans are behind it. And so, I mean, sometimes it's a fluke, like Fandango, right? If you remember that one, the, the dance, um, that was a fluke. <clears throat> but couldn't you say the same um, for other people like um, Sami Zayn and Co Cody? They both had momentum and they just didn't. I don't think Cody's story is finished mm -hmm. by any by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think Cody would <laughs> make the move that he did if if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and that's why I say like, you know, building up a, a monster, um, you know, like Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. you know, gets it to where whoever beats this guy is the guy. If it's Cody, it's Cody. And it might be. I mean, you know, if the rock, you know, doesn't want to do it or whatever, doesn't, you know, too busy or whatever. You know, maybe it is Cody at the next WrestleMania in a rematch. You know what I mean? So um, I don't think Cody's story is over. I think Sami Zayn, you know, was su is super popular, but I, I, I kind of agree with where he's being booked. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, like, I don't see him being the guy. I see him being a top guy that the fans really like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but I don't see him being like Austin Rock, you know, John Cena. I don't see him being that level i see him being more like i don't know um maybe like the intercontinental champions of that era something like that you know? what do you think about logan paul i like him i like him even though i know like a lot of people hate him <laughs> but he's such a natural athlete mm -hmm. and he's 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 gotten it in a short amount of time yeah he's like, one of those guys that i asked about the it factor like like some guys can oh, just yeah. come in and do it. Yeah. And those, that his, level, those two, the brothers, those two guys. Yeah. But you can also tell he's putting in the work too. It's like, yeah. he's not just like, like mm -hmm. nothing against bad bunny, but I don't think bad bunny's putting in the same <laughs> amount of work as, as Logan Paul is. Yeah. Um, but he Logan, was amazing too though. Bad bunny. Yeah, was no, he awesome. was, he, he was, was great in that, in that match with uh demon priest, but I, Logan Paul, I mean, you watch those matches and you don't take your eyes off he's, of him. Yeah. He's a yeah. natural athlete. 
I know a lot of people hate him, you know, with YouTube stuff and all mm -hmm. that. But I mean, hey, you can't argue if someone is delivering and executing, and yeah. he is. And so, um, you know, were you at the Rumble <clears throat> uh, this year? Yeah, uh, was it? Here's the one here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was here in San. When him and um, Ricochet, Ricochet came off the fucking. Oh yeah. Top ropes at each other. Rope at each other. That fucking place went crazy. That, that's the kind of pop you're, you're looking yeah. for whenever you're watching the Type match. Type in Royal Rumble. Uh, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Royal Rumble. No, that's a that's Summer SummerSlam. Slam. It's like Royal Rumble, but it has an S in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I highly encourage the people to watch the uh, the documentary on Jake Paul um, on Netflix, man. Because it just, like you said, a lot of people hate them because of their persona on YouTube. Uh, yeah. Um, but these guys are hard workers and they're fucking talented. Which one do I click? That was the first one. That was the first one. Back up. It's always the first. Oh, and by my count, there are seven men this is the one they both remaining yeah. in the Royal Rumble match. In San Antonio. We, we were there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What are these two thinking? And so WWE rings typically are a little bit bigger. They're usually like 20, 22 feet. Um, our rings are like under, on local levels are generally like 18 feet. WWE gets away with a little bit bigger. But how and much then, give is there on those ropes? And then that's what I was getting ready to say. Oh, a lot of rings use cable. Mm -hmm. They use actual like rope and they just tighten the hell out of it. Wow. And so, yeah, it's just like regular, you know, thick knotted rope that goes mm -hmm. all the way around. Um, so, yeah, not a lot. Um, wow. You know, to like help you. Yeah. Push you. Yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. So that first one rocks. Wow. And Logan Paul, though, sends Shin face first into the apron. Logan has been impressive here tonight. Is not sure what else we would expect. Oh, the frog splash! Priest under the ladder! And that ladder did not give an inch. Does that really hurt both of them? <laughs> well, because like, the ladder was supposed to give, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Really? It didn't. <laughs> no, but there's a botch. Uh, the one where him and Ricochet are trying to like, fly off the top rope and they fuck up. Have y'all seen that? Mm -mm. I probably saw. I just don't remember it. Type in um, the same thing that you just put. We'll put botch, B-O-T-C-H. Yeah, the top top one. The first one. Well, that's LA Knight, the one they wanted. Yeah, he was just talking about it. Right one that pushes me. Oh my god. That wasn't supposed to happen? The first table was supposed to break. Yeah, and it was supposed to go smooth. But, like, they were supposed to smoothly execute it. Uh, Logan says on the Impulsive podcast that he didn't know what to do. He's like, he's like, I'm green. You know, I'm not really like when shit doesn't go how I plan it. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. 
Like if we plan it this way, I can go with the strides and I can make it happen. But at this instance, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And when they go and land, uh, he missteps uh, because he's taller than Ricochet. So he lands first. So it like dangles them, intertwines them. And he's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he just feels Ricochet like he's going to still go for it. He's like, and I feel him. And I'm like, I just got a brace for this shit because he's still going to try to pull this shit off. Wow. Yeah, that's something that a lot of younger talent, you know, they, they want to, I'm just going to say the choreograph word, but they want to choreograph the whole match, right? Like, I'll see them at my shows or other independent shows, and, you know, they're there, you know, for several hours, just, okay, okay, you do this, and I'm going to do this, and mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. Like, they, they talk about it over and over yeah. and over, and then they go out in front of the crowd, and invariably, at least, you know, couple times i mean i've seen it where mm -hmm. they forget uh, and then they're like what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> like during the headlights i mean not not so much you know i mean rcw uh, yeah we always use the best guys mm -hmm. but i mean i have seen it over over time where you know uh yeah wrestlers forget or you know they they botch the spot and then mm -hmm. so they just rerun it over instead of just you know continuing on yeah. they're like oh we're gonna do the exact same thing mm -hmm. uh, right that we time. messed up <laughs> right now you know and uh you know uh, the old days and talking about 80s and 90s and, and more simpler wrestling but they didn't really what we what they call uh calling stuff in the back they didn't really call stuff in the back oh really they didn't really choreograph it out i mean they had a, a plot line like yeah general Right, you're you're winning, blah blah blah. Make sure this this thing gets over, this move, whatever. Right. Other than that, go to it. And then so they would trust those guys mm -hmm. um, to go out there and based upon you know where the audience was on their ebbs and flows, mm -hmm. you know, say okay, we're going to do this. Right. And so uh, that's a lost art. You know, now I see them; they're just they're there hours and hours. Okay, you do this. I'm gonna do this, and you do. That, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they get out there, and, and you know they're like, "Oh man!" And they come back, and they'll be like, "I forgot, you know, a portion of the match mm -hmm. or something." You know? Do they have a length of time that they have to meet? Yeah, for, for yeah. each match. Yeah, really. Yeah, and even more. Well, it's more strict here. Independence is a lot more loose. Uh -huh. uh, we do time. We do times, uh, but uh, you know it. You know, it, it's it's just it's different. It's a different era. But right? is it like the title fights are longer fights? Yeah, or? yeah, typically yeah. thirty minute, fights. thirty minute fights. Yeah, typically, like, unless it's Brock Lesnar. Like mm -hmm. even you know the lifestyles too. I mean, I remember when I first got into wrestling. I mean, it was Wild Wild West, and right. I, mean, I wasn't even like a, a big part of it, or uh, uh, you know, I was catching the tail end of it. I mean, man, like guys will tell me about stories in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I mean, you know, there's so much that hasn't come onto the internet. There's some that have. Really? Right? <laughs> like you see the, the dark side of the ring yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But there's so much that has not, you know, again, yeah. because it's, it's kind of like a little mafia, right? Like, yeah, like a brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so there, you know, even the lifestyle, it's, a, it's different. I mean, there used to be. You know, hanging out all the hours of the night, you know, women, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now they're like, I got to go back and play my Twitch channel and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, it goes back to like The Undertaker didn't break character for like almost the entire time he was there because he was like, I'm old school. I'm going to keep a kayfabe. I'm going to do everything. The Undertaker, he'd go out in public. He'd be like The Undertaker versus now it's like 
like Roman Reigns is a great example of it. Like in the ring, he's this asshole. But just the other day, I saw him doing NFL rankings and asshole picks San Francisco as the number he's one team asshole. in the NFL. But <laughs> he's like very business-like, very cordial. And you even see him with fans. He's like, like getting along with them and everything. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen back in the day. Back in the no. day, they'd be like, if you were a bad guy, you were, you were a fucking bad guy. Yeah. Oh, that's why I like MJF. Well, what do you think about what DDP's doing with with the DDP yoga and 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 I think he would brought Scott Hall and and, uh, and, Jake, and, the and Jake the Snake. Yeah, I love DDP. I actually back in 2017, 18, somewhere around there, um, I brought him in to do uh, like a yoga and a meet and greet over really? at Texas A and M University San Antonio. Wow! And so uh, he was, you know, really cool. I mean. You look at him and you don't think he's as flexible as he is. Yeah. You know, because he's, I mean, old old guy with mileage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he'll pick his, you know, grab his foot and pick it up, and, you know, up to his head, right? Mm-hmm. And he's standing on one foot holding his leg up. And it's like, what the hell? Like, DDP, I barely know you. <laughs> true, true, good point, good point. But still, I mean, you don't see, you, you wouldn't think you would, you know, see yeah. that out of, out of him, right? That sort of flexibility mm-hmm. and strength and core strength and yada, yada. Um, you know, RVD, same thing. Like, <clears throat> I've, I've had him a couple of shows and... RVD, you know, has like a little mat he always brings and, you know, he does all these like splits and stretches and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that like, you know, and I mean, he's there, you know, getting all limber. That's something you don't see a lot of other guys do. Yeah, and, but it works. Uh, but it works. I mean, mm-hmm. RVD's got a lot of mileage too. And he's back now. And, he's, and he's in back AEW, in AEW now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's super, fle- I mean, he can still do the splits and all that crazy stuff. I mean, I, I've never been able to have any sort of anywhere close to that flexibility. Yeah. A know? grown man doing the splits is a little crazy. Is like, <laughs> fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. You know who amazing the Ray Mysterio being as as like high flying as he still is at his age. Mm-hmm. Like that's amazing. You know, I mean, well, he does others like he like stem cells in Mexico or something, and like you can tell he takes care of himself. But like something like that. Those are the wrestlers you're kind of in awe of because. They're still like at their top of their game that late in the in life. Yeah. Well, wrestling life. I wonder if he thinks Rey Mysterio or Rikishi threw the bottle cap. Mm. So we had a, a guest on, and he's a videographer for the Spurs. Okay. And um, he used to do WWE events um, when okay. he was just starting off. Uh-huh. And so they were here for WrestleMania or whatever, right? And um, they were. He was in the lunchroom, and all the wrestlers were having lunch, and he was there sitting by himself. And um, he's eating and he feels somebody hit him with a bottle cap in the head. And he turns around and he looks behind him and Rey Mysterio and Rikishi are, st- are sitting right behind him, just looking straight at him. Like <laughs> he can't tell which one threw it, but he knows one of them threw it to Adam. <laughs> uh, I've never worked with Ray, but I have Rikishi. So I'll go with Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems like, like, cause he's from, from all accounts. Cause I've never, I've never met him. Um, but He's he's a fun guy to be around. Like he's the yeah. one that if you like he rolled with the Undertaker and Undertaker speaks like he's the one that likes to have fun. Mm. So then he deserved it because at the end of the story, at the end of the night, he goes the Alejandro, the guy that we had on, he goes to the ice chest and goes to grab a drink and there's one purple Gatorade left and he picks it up. Rikishi had come Ooh, to the ice yeah. chest at the same time digging in. He's like, Oh, I wanted a purple Gatorade. 
and he has a purple Gatorade in his hand. He throws him the bottle cap and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that part was true. I don't think it is. I don't think, think Ricky she would have kicked the shit out of him. And taken the fucking Gatorade. It's my Gatorade now, punk. <laughs> the other thing is, uh, you know, at the, I mean, I'm, I'm six, three, six, four. Right. But at, at the higher levels, well, AEW's changed that, but it historically at the higher levels, these guys are freaking tanks. I mean, they're like yeah. six, six, two fifty. Wow. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, uh, just complete, complete tanks, even Rey Mysterio, even though he's short. Yeah. If you see him in person, I mean, it's Big just, dude. yeah. Like his pecs are, you know, mm. huge, huge arms, shoulders, mm. you know? So yeah, he's short, but he doesn't look like most short guys I know. I mean, did you ever see Andre the Giant person? Uh, only at a show. At a um, show? As, as a fan, yeah. Really? And uh, yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, just a ginormous guy. I mean, yeah. Big Show is another. Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, I mean, they're all big. I mean, Stone Cold used to live. Used to live here um, in San Antonio mm-hmm. um, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, you would see him at a store, and I mean, mm-hmm. you just, I mean, just a big square. Really? Of a, of a man, right? Just, yeah. you know, Goldberg lives in Bernie now. Damn. And so. Uh, it's I, crazy you know, how many of them live down here. Yeah. And I, I think I think Texas is starting to become what Florida was mm. um, in the 80s and 90s. I mean, Florida still has NXT, so they'll have the developmental. But mm-hmm. I see a lot of guys starting to move down to Texas. Damn. Um, but yeah, Goldberg lives in, lives in Bernie. His his kid's like a superstar football player. Oh so, yeah, I saw that. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. And he's Can you like, pull that up. Bill Goldberg's son. Yeah. Defense Goldberg's like six five. Probably defense because Goldberg played Just, defensive end. I think. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, for Georgia. I can't really picture him hitting Age. him. <laughs> How many WrestleManias have you been to? Oh man. Um, are all of them on your shirt that you went to? <laughs> <laughs> That's all there. Uh, no, I mean, I've, I've been to quite a few. The first WrestleMania I ever went to is WrestleMania 9. And that was in wow. Vegas at Caesars Palace. Um, and then 12, 13, um, X7 out in Houston. Um, 30, um, 25. Those are the ones I can name off the top of my head. And your parents um, would take you when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, growing up, it was just my mom and I. Just your mom and, and you? you? know, and again, like I was saying, this is like 80s when, when you know, latchkey kids and single moms mm-hmm. and stuff. Started and you were a single child? Yeah. Wow. And so I'd drag her to these wrestling shows, you know. What would she tell um, you? Would she be like, this is fake? Yeah. Like, was she mm-hmm. telling you it was fake? Mm-hmm. She had a good mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my aunt still tells me, you know, this shit is fake, right? No, it is. He used to get so mad at that. Yeah. He's getting so Those are your fucking soap operas, bro. Yeah. Sonny Corinthos isn't really a motherfucking mob boss, all right? <laughs> yeah. It, and that's what I was saying about earlier about marketing and telling stories. Like, mm-hmm. WWE survived that. The, yeah. The, the fact that they survived that mm-hmm. was unbelievable. And that was like in 1990 or something like that. Because it's, it's like the, like, Everybody kind of was just like, this is the, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And then all of a sudden it's not real at all. And then you're able to come back from that mm-hmm. and still keep going. It's kind of yeah. like Carlos Mencia's career. Bro, <laughs> his jokes were real. 
They were just they, <laughs> they were just his, stolen. They were just not his to tell. I do remember like a little bit after that, I would go to like house shows um, in Sacramento, and like it felt like they were playing. You know, it used you know still to this day, right? They come to uh, now the Frost Bank Center. Yeah. Um, you know, they have all the house lights and the house sound, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's really awesome. But like a little bit after that, business was down for WWF. And I remember going to a house show, mm-hmm. Sacramento, and it literally felt like they were just, they had like a like a little boombox speaker system, mm-hmm. and they just held a mic to it, you know, wow. to play the music out of it. <laughs> and like they barely, I mean, they, they filled up the floor and some of that like first riser, mm-hmm. right? And that was it. I remember thinking, oh, shit, man, wrestling's going to go out of business. No. But then, like, the Attitude Era, NWO, all that stuff hit. What do you think caused that, though? uh, Was it the the trial, the steroid trials, or was it the Sean and Triple H in Madison Square Garden? Oh, uh, what the... What the, the, the curtain call? The curtain call? Yeah. What do you mean, like... That, that lifted down? the veil. Oh, lifted the veil? Yeah. Well, I mean, they admitted on a government trial that... A federal right. government trial. It was it was entertainment. So you knew from there. Yeah, but they the also admitted to you. Suppose I haven't seen any fucking aliens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, the Kurt call was awesome because yeah, that was that was you know, and I actually seen something similar uh, back in like right around WrestleMania three. Um, I think the Iron Sheet documentary co- covers this a little bit. Uh, Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got arrested. <sighs> For having you know marijuana and other things in their car, Damn. and uh, I remember like as a kid, I, I saw in the newspaper mm-hmm. like Iron uh, you know Express News that said you know Iron Cheek and Axel Duggan arrested you know for okay. drug possession. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? Like they're hate each other. Like, <laughs> Arch enemies. Why would they be oh, in the that's same not car? true. <laughs> I just saw him break a two I, by four. I, I, I think it was planted or something. <laughs> <laughs> must have been an imposter. It's funny because I Hacksaw's another guy. I've never got the opportunity to work with the Iron Cheek. I wish I did. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I got to work with Hacksaw, and Hacksaw oh. is fantastic. Uh you know, when he's on, there's no off button. Um, and he talks about that. He's like, yeah, that fucking incident ruined my career. You know, I could have been a WWF champion. And, really? You know, yeah. like Getting popped with weed? Well, and with, with Iron worse Sheik. than that, uh-huh. with Iron Sheik. With Iron Sheik. Oh, they, got you. They lifted, they lifted the veil yeah. a little. Oh. Because, I mean, wrestlers get popped all the time for stuff yeah. but like this was like you know still 1987 90, Damn. 88 so, but that probably still happens right where they have to keep distance from each other if they have if they have a beef on on the show a little bit but it's that so much, much more yeah, people, I think people now. understand now that yeah, it's it's a show yeah like if i'm watching game of thrones it's the same thing like i don't think Tyrion lannister and and i do they better hate each other. Oh, okay. Well, they better fucking. Hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think people are more accepted because they know now it's it's a story. It's it's like watching any other TV show. Yeah. The only difference is these guys get physically physical with each other and start beating each other up. Yeah. Well, on the subject in Game of Thrones, I mean, you would think two guys would would hate each other the most would be Theon and um, what was the uh, Jon Snow? Not Jon Snow. Uh, he was uh, also um, a bastard. Oh, uh, uh, Ramsey, uh, Ramsey, Ramsey, Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Oh, yeah. And he would think that would be the ultimate thing. Yeah, Reek, right? <laughs> yeah. 
but in reality, they're like best friends. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And so he like, tortured him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cut off his, you know. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that was dark. I remember when I started oh. watching Game of Thrones, yeah. Rich had told me, I was like, man, I fucking hate Joffrey. I hate fucking out. I hated Joffrey. And he's yeah. like, don't worry, there's somebody worse. Damn. Down the road, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way there's somebody yeah. worse than fucking Ramsey Bolton was it. Yeah. Yeah, that Battle of the Bastards was great. One of my favorite episodes of television is Battle of the Battle Bastards. Bastards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, you would think two guys would, you know, yeah. hate each other, you know. But yeah, like on their social media and stuff, they're always, yeah. you know. Do you have any children? Stuff. I do. I have one daughter. How old? She is getting ready to be seventeen. Wow. You're gonna put her in the ring? <laughs> no, no, but she, you know, it's funny. You know, she's grown up around wrestling, and so. uh you know, the un- introduction of cur- curse words were already there yeah. for her. And <laughs> yeah. so, like, I remember, I, I don't know, maybe six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Like, we we're playing Scrabble, and, you know, she was, she's like, I could spell out a word, but I don't know if I should. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then it was ass, right? And she just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And she's like, well, I hear it all the time at the wrestling shows and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, you know, so she's grown up around it. She's not a, she's not really a fan though. Really? Like if, I mean, she, I think she tried to be when she was littler, you know, yeah. because of me, mm-hmm. but now like I'll turn on, she's like, oh, I'm gonna go upstairs. You it's know, like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> again, this, this is, is yeah. like this fifth day in the road, dad. <laughs> You'll never lose that passion, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Not for me, dude. I, I found it again. I think like for the longest time, like after the attitude era, died out like ruthless aggression i kind of like eh. like when i saw the spinner belt that turned me off i was like i'm done with wrestling oh. and probably like four or five years ago i'd start watching it again now it's like i religiously watch every monday and friday and every now and then i'll catch AEW. but it's something that's come back around for me sure. because i think it's got it's gotten better and i think the talent's gotten great again but they always had good talent mm-hmm. but i think the talent has just gotten great and they're doing more with what they have mm-hmm. for me um, it's um the women's wrestling um <clears throat> Yeah, it's my so daughter, she fucking just, she loves it. So for me, it's like, it's our bond. My son hates it. Really? Yeah, he'll fucking leave. Like, you want to sit down and watch TV? Nope. Takes off. You don't get those tables from a rental place, right? Because you go, no. Like, take them so, back. Uh, like, man, sorry. They're, 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 <laughs> Somebody they're getting, fell through this one. They're getting rarer to find, too. Really? Yeah. Are they special Types of just in any type of table, like part of the wood. Yeah, yeah. breaking you too just many. Just get a regular wooden table. Wow. I mean, I mean, you know, like some like this. Yeah, you're not going to break kill this. Kill them, but yeah, you know, uh, but like the ones you buy from like Office Depot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, so getting harder to find. They are because now, like nobody wants a heavy ass uh, eight table. foot table, oh. and you know, and no, you know, where are you going to put want it? A now foldable table, a little foldable plastic, plastic table. ones. Like oh. I can't. I well, mean, I guess you got to be careful with some too, right? You don't want those poles to go through. And- yes, of course. Mm. Yeah, you got to. That's know how what to do I that. always think is the probably like the hardest part of the table. The fucking metal that's on there. Yeah. Well, I read somewhere that like the WWE tables are like custom made. Like, like they remove something. They have the money. And the board's thinner. Oh, and, yeah. They have the money. Yeah. Um, on the indies, there is not. And so <laughs> it's like, we'll just go to Office Depot. And buy Do you ever light tables yeah. on fire? Yes. Really? Let me put him actually, actually, <laughs> go, Going back to Billy Madison, we put Nard through a, a flaming table. Wow. And and then that way they can, you know, take the clip and, you know, Mm -hmm. put it out there, you know. But, yeah, he went through it. We put the gas, the 
gas on the thing, lit it on fire, and power bombed him through it. How does he not get on fire? Is he wet? No, he's not wet. I mean, it if just you go fast enough. Get yeah. off quickly. Yeah, I mean, you get. I mean, you're not like laying in professional yeah. arsonist here. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> somebody who's been in prison for lighting fires. So that's yeah. why I asked the question. Yeah, I yeah. get a fix. <laughs> Have you ever been to jail? No. <laughs> I've never been. Never jail. been in jail. Never caught with the wrestler carrying some stuff with him. Like, oh man, it's gonna ruin my career. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. <laughs> that no. was oddly specific. <laughs> no. Him and Shawn Michaels. I'll tell you why the fucking school closed down. <laughs> no, no. I, for Shawn Michaels, I think he really thought he was gonna get this next crop of guys that all he needed to do was just polish them, mm-hmm. and then they're ready, right? Mm-hmm. What he was getting a lot of times was, I mean, he was getting some great athletes. I mean, like me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, he was getting some really great athletes. Uh, Lance Cade, uh, 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 Spanky, uh, Brian Kendrick. Um, and, Daniel Bryan, didn't he? Uh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan. yeah. And so, uh, you know, yeah, he, he had some some good athletes. But, I mean, let's say that that's three people. I mean, the the rest of them were like just fans, just straight up fans, like trying to meet Shawn I Michaels. I just wanted to meet Shawn Michaels. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would have been me. I, I think that kind of burned him out because you know he was like, ah, I thought I was going to be just kind of polishing the guy and you know getting him all ready. And he's like, I'm starting from scratch, where you know these guys don't even you know lift weights or you know exercise or anything. Yeah. And so I think that kind of burned him out. I think. You know, I mean, he's the coach at NXT. He's running. Yeah, he's NXT. doing it now. He's he's polishing up the ones that have yeah. come through the system. So you know, I mean, he got what he wanted. It just you know, he had to go a different route. So did I read correctly that during your time there, you had a conversation with him about like I'm not I'm not athletic enough to be a wrestler per se, but I've always mm-hmm. gravitated towards. I told him being that like first, second, third day I was there. Some some along oh, those really? lines. Yeah, I was like, hey, look, I'm not here to be a wrestler, but I want to. I wanted to know everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I see a lot of promoters uh, in Texas now for various reasons that go straight from the stands to being a promoter, and it drives me insane mm-hmm. because they don't know shit, right? I mean, they watch Raw, they you know read stuff on the internet or whatever, but that doesn't mean right. anything, right? You know, that's like saying, oh, I watch a lot of ER and I watch a lot of you know. Medical dramas. Mm-hmm. Let me crack your head open and perform yeah. some brain surgery. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan. Let me do a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, so I told him, I was like, I want to know everything about it. You know, the, the same bumps and bruises and and then, you know, how to put everything together. Yeah. You know, I want to know that. I don't want to just, because uh, I see, I, I say they just buy their way in. I see other promoters do that. Mm-hmm. Where they just buy their way in, you know, and wrestlers, you know, they're going to wrestle wherever the money is, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's their job. So, um, you but know. it also gives you more credibility, right? You know how to take a bump, so they're right. going to be okay. Well, this guy kind of knows, like he's been through it, so I'm going right. to listen to him more than I'm going to listen to Tony Khan coming off to being a fan. <laughs> but what Tony I'm Khan bumped. has, he's got the talent there who are part of the leadership with yeah. them to kind of back that up. That's well, important too. Um, and I I do have other agents that you know and stuff that I lean on because I. I don't want to go into every single guy's match with them. So I'll be like, okay, you work with him. You work with these guys, blah, blah, blah. You know, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it just boggles my mind when I see that in Texas wrestling. And I see it all the time. Uh, 
And it drives me insane. You know, uh, Texas has some of the lowest regulations uh, for promoting uh, boxing or wrestling, mm-hmm. but especially wrestling. And so, you know, that's why they're able to just be like, oh, I can rent a ring and I could, you know, yeah. I talked to a guy on Facebook and, mm-hmm. you know, I could get him to wrestle for me, you know. And there's so much more that goes into it, but that's how they think of it. And, you know, because of that, I think it waters it down more. You know, I, I, I'm i not sitting there saying RCW has to be the only promotion in San Antonio. There are right. others. Yeah. But there shouldn't be like, 15. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to do it, you got to try to do it right. You yeah. Know? And you know, you got to do it justice. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, what was his response, you know, within during that conversation? That's cool. <laughs> Literally. I was, it's great to hear, man. Yeah. I'm glad cool. you're fucking it's passionate like, about yeah. it. <laughs> Hopefully I kick your ass out before you even get to that point. But, you know, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, and, and so I would, you know, like I said, there was, uh, Usually he would have a class like starting out, it's every three months and he would have a class of like 20, 25 guys out of those 10 of those were just straight up fans, like just mm. no athleticism at all. You know, they just, you know, they, they were just trying to either meet Shawn Michaels or live out a dream. Right. They, they were gone instantly. I mean, I would say within two or three weeks, then you have the other guys that are already built, already athletic, you know, uh, former football players, former whatever, and uh, you know they're just they're just blowing their way through it. And you got the guys like me that are like <laughs> in between, where I'm like, you know, not athletic, but I'm just crazy enough to keep coming back. You and know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and so that's what was me. I was like, oh man, I, I was all beat up and everything. I'll be like, I'll be back tomorrow, you know. And uh, and so I remember. Uh, uh, he, uh, the first time I was ever using the show and it was being taped. Remember they used to have a, a show on Ken's five, uh, Shawn Michaels yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling was, had a, uh, really? Ken's five, like in 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. It was like Saturday nights at yeah, like Saturday 11 nights or midnight or something like that. It came out opposite SmackDown because SmackDown was still syndicated at the time. And then opposite WCW worldwide. And uh, I remember we would beat WCW worldwide in their in their Damn. ratings, but you know nothing could beat SmackDown. Nah. But I remember like you know we're standing in the entrance tunnel and the, the guy the the ring announcer guy heads out there first, and it's just me and Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels has those like what do you call them the Kogul hats or those little like golf caps that you turn around? No. You know oh, yeah. yeah. It was a thing back in the 2000s mm-hmm. or uh, late, you know. There's like the visor. Like a preppy yeah. people yeah. kind of wear. Yeah. But instead of wearing it like the right hat. way, they would flip it around. Oh. It's okay. like your hat without the bill. but like. A- oh, yeah. I remember those. And yeah, so, so, you know, cool. he was there and he has sunglasses on, you know, and I could feel him like staring at me, even though, you know, it was like a dark tunnel and mm-hmm. sunglasses, but I could feel him staring at me. And then he was like, you know what, Brandon? I just want to tell you, how much, you know, how, how proud I am of you. You've come into your own, you know, you stuck with it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like he, he you know, is giving me these compliments. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just want you to know that. 
I was like, Damn. Oh, thank you. And right there, the sexy boy music hit. Oh, and he went out. I was like, shit, this is like a movie. Right, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> oh, my God. I had chills, dude. I, was like, I would too. I was like, if I'm ever famous enough to ever have a movie, that shit. That part is making it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine him just running back out there. Sean, say it again. Yeah. Say it again. Sean, did you mean that? This time on a microphone, tell everybody. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. How does your wife feel about your um, wrestling oh, session? Man. So that's been an up and down, you know, truthfully. Uh, but God bless her. I mean, she's put up with all the, the shit that I put her through. But here's the thing, though. I mean, she runs a lot of the uh, financials and the administrative side of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, she's there for me every single show. Anytime there's an issue, you know, I'm stressed out or, you know, this guy is causing me a headache or whatever the hell. She's always there for me. So she's not a fan. She never even watched. Actually, how she got me to talk to her, because uh, we both worked at Kins 5. And, uh, and she had asked another person, like, hey, you know, like, how do I get this guy to open up to me? You know, and I was kind of shy. You and, didn't just uh, give away where you work, did you? Did you? No, okay, no good. longer. Okay, cool. Because I would clip that out. Not, <laughs> not in like twenty years. Okay, sorry. And so, uh, and and so they're like, yeah, you just talked to him about wrestling, right? And uh, he won't shut up. <laughs> and so, like one time, she came back and she saw me watching wrestling on the TV. And she's like, you know, that's fake, right? And I was like, <laughs> it was I'm, my mom. It's like, <laughs> like, damn it, Karen. <laughs> damn. No, but I mean, you know, that opened me up to talking to her and stuff like that. And she mm-hmm. still tells that story. Like, did you give her the spiel? Like, yeah. it's not fake. It's oh, yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> not, dude. I was like, look, just take a seat right now because yeah. I'm going to, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she's been with me every, every step of the way. So I, I appreciate that. But yeah. she's not a fan. You know, same thing. She, you know, She'll walk off with my daughter as soon as it comes on. So you were TV. a stud back in the day is what you're telling me. Yeah, she pursued <laughs> yeah, him. She yeah. shot her Never shot. had that happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what can I say? No, I'm just kidding. How does the fighter um, pay structure work? Um, I, I mean, in, just in general. Not even in so general on the indies, you're not going to make much, if yeah. anything. I right. mean, you know, there's some times where guys make, you know, 20 bucks or mm-hmm. 30 bucks, you know, maybe if you got some tenure and, you know, you're approving draw a little bit, um, yeah. you know, okay, I'll give you, you know, over a hundred or whatever. Right. I mean, it just depends, you know, yeah. oh, you've had some experiences in the big, bigger show, you get this. Right. And then the legends, I mean, they get, you know, they'll give a couple thousand at least. I mean, just for like a, just a second level like a five minute match or just come on not so much that but just kind of like how he said the c level type talent you know what i mean like you know those type of guys um and then you know goes on the way up i mean uh you know i i never booked hogan or undertaker but i hear they charge like fifty thousand in appearance like damn um you know things like that you know they can still pull that kind of oh yeah I mean, that's why, wow. like, when you see the Comic Cons yeah. around here and yeah. you see, like, oh, so-and-so is appearing, mm-hmm. you know. You know that they forked over some. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, dude, and, and it's, like, usually per hour, like, I think Hogan is just, like, 50000 for two hours. Oh, my so if you God. So, if you got him at your Comic Con for We're two days. We're never going to get him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's still selling merch and, like, pictures, yeah. and he still sells all of that on top of it? Yeah, that's or what do, I'm Or do wondering. the Comic Con people get Go to that? them. 
It goes to them or the company? I don't know. It depends, depends on the on contract. Deal. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, the Comic-Cons are a big thing for, you know, not just wrestlers, but yeah. all these stars, man. But once they make it to the WWE, um, is there a big discrepancy in the top earners to the there still is. guys? Yeah. There still oh, is. yeah. There still is. That's why they Brock Lesnar's making way more than, yeah. you know. The marketability, right? Yeah. It's all. That's yeah. why you can't unionize there. Yeah. Because of the huge pay gap. Right. That, yeah, that's a part of it. I think also, you know, I mean, I'm a liberal-minded person. I don't mind unions, but it, you can start getting into a situation where, um, depending on the prospective business, you can price yourself out, mm -hmm. right? And so... Um, With health insurance alone. Right. And so <laughs> let's say, for example, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm for it in some ways because it will cut out a lot of riffraff. But, um, you know, like if you sit there and say, okay, here's the standards. You need to have a doctor on inside. You need to have insurance. You need to have this and this right. and this. It'll cut out a lot of the people that aren't serious because they'll be True. like, well, I'm not making anything. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I think if you unionize, uh, it's, it's, it's pros and cons, right? Like you'll offer protection. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you could price yourself out yeah. to where there's less opportunities. You can kill the sport. Right. You yeah. can kill the sport. And so, you know, you could sit there and say like, okay, well, all right, I'm glad you have all these things, you know, protecting you now. But guess what? I can't run. Yeah. And now I can't run. Right. You can't perform. Yeah. yeah. So it is kind of like, mm -hmm. it's very much of a weighted thing, um, you know, and it's a touchy subject. Yeah. You know, but that's the reality of it. I mean, once you do that mm -hmm. and say, okay, these are all the standards and if it's too much for the operator to operate, mm -hmm. you know, or he's going to go with, you know, the lowest, you know, guys on the totem pole. Right. Who are not great at what yeah. they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, well, I'll just make do with the, these 10 guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, you know, so you kind of have to think about that, you know, um, one of the first like names I ever taught to and booked was the Road Warriors. Oh, and oh, so that's amazing. And I had taught the Hawk uh, a little bit before Hawk died, mm -hmm. and uh, and he was and it was the first time you could tell probably I was like nervous and everything trying <laughs> to talk to him, and he was like, "Look, you know, this is what we usually get." And he told me and it was a good good number, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Well, wait." <laughs> It's like, do you think you could possibly do this? I don't want to press myself out of a booking. You know what I mean? And so they, you know, they'll do that because, yeah, I mean, you know, they'll give you a number. But that gave you some data. That kind yeah, of response it helps. It really helped oh, okay. because, yeah, I was like, oh, man, okay, well, never mind. You yeah. know, I can't take that kind of risk, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to be, and I, I'm, I'm glad to say, you know, I, Anyone that I've ever promised money, they got paid. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of promoters that shortchange you or or just totally, you know, screw you over. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to bring in a guy just to say I brought in a guy. And it'd be like, whoopsie, right? right. Like, oh, we didn't draw out the door. I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. And so that's why I was like telling him, I was like, man, you know, I I, I just don't feel confident enough to where you would get that. Right. And, and then uh, he's like, well, uh, hold on, wait. Uh, you know, what could you do this maybe, you know? And then, you know, I was like, oh, they can negotiate. Right. You know? And so I, I think if you have strict standards, like this guy has to be paid that, you know, I think you're going to find a lot of people being like, well, but uh, just say you did, but really pay me this, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, this is a negotiation book. I think it's uh, getting to yes or starting with yes or something. It's like... You, you, your negotiations, if you get a yes first, 
you you fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. It should always be a no at the beginning because well, that opens it up. To- with a lot of guys, especially the local guys, not really the, the big name guys, but the local guys, I'll say, okay, well, what's your rate, man? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll give it to me and I won't argue. I won't sit there and say like, what, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just be like, okay, cool. Well, I can't book you, right? right. Or I, I can, you know, but if I can, you better live up to that. Right. And so, True. you know, the guy's like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I wrestled on AEW, or no, I not even wrestled. <laughs> I was a security guard on, <laughs> on WWE one time. So, you know, I'm a big star now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get this. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if I agree to that, and then I, it better show at the door, right? Yeah. It better show in the draw because if it doesn't, then I'd be like, you're not worth that. And do you, know you have right? stipulations for that um, typically? Or is, is- yeah, I mean, I, there's different metrics that I, I mean, there are some people that just kind of go on feel, mm-hmm. feel the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. judging the, you know, did it, did the crowd grow, did it not? Or, mm-hmm. you know, are they into the character? Or are they not? You know, a lot of people go by feel. I try to use some metrics. Mm-hmm social media metrics, things yeah. like that. Like, you know, how many followers do you have? When you posted something, how many people reacted to it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, if you're sitting there asking for this and then I, I look at your social media and you only get two likes on your post. Yeah, right. Like, are you really worth mm-hmm. that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, when you posted it, I got, you know, 10,000 views. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, that. Right you know, that benefited at my investment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you do kind of use those sort of metrics to kind of awesome. judge it to you. Um, it's an independent versus WWE. WWE can do a whole bunch of metrics with t-shirt sales and blah, 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 because they only wrestle for WWE independence. Everybody wrestles for everybody. Mm. So I can't, it, it's, uh, you know, you have to be very careful on, uh, on merchandising, um, you know, bearing the person's uh, likeness. Because, you know, it could get sticky, right? So you can't, you can't really use that as a metric. But I'll use, like, social media. Um, I'll do surveys after the show. Like, who's your favorite wrestler, mm-hmm. right? And if you, your name comes up a whole lot, well, man, the people really liked you, yeah. right? But, man, uh, two people voted for you, and they're your parents. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right. Same last name as We're going to need to scale you back down yeah. a little bit. Does Maddie wrestle for other organizations? She does. She does. Yeah. Cool. Like there's another one here in San Antonio called Mission Pro, and it's mm-hmm. it's an all women's wrestling company. Oh wow! Ran by Thunder Rosa from AEW, oh. and she wrestles for them. Um, you know, uh, she she's choosy, which is good, and mm-hmm. you know that's why I say she gets it. Is that who Mozzie had on? Yeah, yeah, Mozzie had Thunder Rosa on his pod. Ooh, I knew yeah. I heard that name before. Yeah, yeah, she's gotten to be pretty big. Awesome. You have a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, thank you. Great question. That's exactly what else. How many faces are on it? Four, five, five, four. five, five, four, four on the mountain. I don't know. Oh man, nice we're bad at that. history. If only we could. <laughs> I would say five. Let's guess. We had some kind yeah, of I'll device. Say four. No, I'm going to go with I five. Say four. I say five now. <laughs> there. Five. <clears throat> Looks like four. All right. We uh, is that space for one more? We're not exactly the best at they're waiting. Yeah. They're waiting for me. All right, top four wrestlers all all time. Yeah, that's what right. I'm. So for me, Washington. so for me, uh, Hogan would be on there, uh-huh. uh, without a doubt. Um, I would put Stone Cold Steve Austin on there. Wow. Both of those two guys just revolutionized yeah. wrestling. Um, boy, three and four start getting harder. Um, I'm always a Macho Man fan. I'll put a Macho Man up there, 
And then I'll put John Cena up there. Whoa. He wasn't there originally, but now yeah. I feel like he's moved on to that. Because he got a lot of hate, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people got tired of seeing him. Then he turned it around. But he turned it around. Yeah. That's how I feel like it'll be. Like, it was like that with Michael Jordan. Like, I don't remember all these Michael Jordan fans. That's true. Like, Saying he was the greatest yeah. back then. I don't yeah. remember all these Michael Jordan fans. Like, yeah. there was a lot of Michael Jordan fans. Yeah. But I don't remember there being unanimous, yeah. right? I had one uncle who filled up his room with Michael Jordan yeah. posters yeah. and news clippings. And You're like, what is this shit? Yeah. Right? You're in you puberty, doing? which is the crazier part. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, bro. <laughs> but that's how I feel. I mean, I, I know people are going to cringe when I say it, but I feel like LeBron will be on that. Oof, probably I am cringing. 20 years. Yeah. You know, they'll say, oh man, well, LeBron was pretty good. Yeah. We forgot about his ego. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. It, it's it. You know, it's a legacy, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is. you establish a legacy, and that outlives you. Yeah. Like, I mean, you mentioned Hulk Hogan; uh, he was tanner than the. crazy, dude. But what? Was, he was racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You never. You know, I forgot. Remember? They banned yeah. him from WWE for a little bit. Really? Because of his racist? remarks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's so. Bad. It, it, it was. Oh. It was when he got divorced with his original wife, Linda. Mm -hmm. Just kind of goes through a lot because that. That woman took a lot from him. Yeah, otherwise. they can. And do so that. Uh, uh, Hogan was friends with this one guy. I used to live in Tampa, so I know the radio DJ, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. Mm -hmm. And so Bubba, like, and was Bubba like, was black. No, no he was oh, a white dude. White? Okay. And and uh, and Bubba <laughs> and Bubba Sorry. was like, "Hey Hulk, uh, I know you're going through a tough time. You could sleep with my wife, right?" And so. Uh -huh. And then what he told his wife was, oh, man, we could record this and make so much money. So he let Hogan sleep with his wife. Uh -huh. And he secretly recorded it. Hogan didn't know. And Hogan was kind of like venting. He was like, you know, because that, that was, I think, I don't know if that was the time where Nick was in jail. Uh, yeah, he was going son. through it at the he time. He was going through a lot. And he, 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 you know, Brooke was dating, I think, a football player or something. Mm -hmm. And so she was going, he was going off on her dating uh, a black yeah. Man. Damn. You know, and so, and had no idea he was, you know, being recorded. Had they had sex yet? I don't know if they did. Did they even get into sex or he was no, just No, they did. They, they did, did because that was oh, the point did. of the camera in there. That yeah. was just bonus what they got. Wow. Then he sued the, the company that put it out on the internet, Gawker. Um, oh, yeah. Gawker. Oh, he won the lawsuit, yes, right? Yeah, he won the lawsuit. Wow. And then, you know, but they released a little part where he was kind of, you know, going yeah, off. I read it. And so, you know, but the thing is, man, I mean, Hulk Hogan, you know, I mean, Tara Balea is, you know, sure. very flawed, but I mean, sure. Hulk Hogan. Most of your on. musicians are flawed as well. Most yeah. of your favorite musicians have <laughs> What he did for races. the sport or the sports entertainment kind of transcends what he's Absolutely. said. But even then, there's some grace to it because he said it in conditions that he probably wouldn't have normally said it. Right. Because he was stressed. Okay. And he was going through some, I mean, you've ever gone through some stuff and say some things to like, <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Not the hard ERs. <laughs> oh yeah. Not the hard ER. Right now. But that's why, that's why you stay away that from. Bad. That's why I only call him Bean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use ERs <laughs> anywhere, bud. <laughs> it's bigger but, around here. But you know, Hogan did do a lot. Yeah. Know? He did yes. a lot for the. Yeah. Huge ambassador. for. You can't deny world. that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll even get fans that'll defend Chris Benoit. Oh, oh man, yeah. but he was such a great wrestler. I'm like, yeah, but he also Ooh. killed his wife and kid. Yeah, but also CTE, like, yeah. Is, yeah. is a concern, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's on your Mount Rushmore? My Mount Rushmore? Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to say Hogan. I'm going to say mm. Macho Man. You're wild. Um, <laughs> Bret Hart. Wow. Um, and probably Dusty. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. Isn't Dustin Rhodes his son too? Dustin yeah. Rhodes was Goldust and Cody Rhodes is his son too. Oh, so they're brothers? Yeah, the brothers. Oh, We're okay. from different moms that are. Well, damn, they look alike. Well, they have the same dad. Dustin and Dusty. I mean, Dustin and Cody. Well, they have the same dad. Yeah, so. yeah but different moms? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And he's part Mexican, right? Or and he's part Mexican. Cody? Yeah. But, but Razor Ramon isn't? <laughs> no. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck is up with this world? I, I love that when, because I remember Scott Hall from AWA. He was yeah. big Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. And he would wear like cowboy boots and like the cowboy fringe what? on a vest. <laughs> and so I remember seeing, you know, the 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 vignettes for Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. which were great. I mean, that was such an awesome. Those are some of the best. It's such it's such great vignettes. I loved Razor Ramon. Um, but I remember being like, Yeah, I don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> being Hispanic. <laughs> because of Razor Ramon, I'd get toothpicks every time I went to a restaurant just to have it in my mouth and then just to flick it and like he used to do because Fun fact. I'm kind of upset y'all don't have Ric Flair on y'all's Mount Rush. Woo! I yeah. think he's the most amazing person on the planet. He, uh, yeah, you can make a great case for Ric Flair, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's Ultimate the thing. warrior? That's the thing. No, you get down no, to the floor. He's a flash in the pan? Yeah. He, had, he was there for a little bit. And, like, he was big. He was probably one of the biggest stars for, like, um, five minutes and then... Man, um, what is it? He was just on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Man. Talk about another guy that's uh, mankind. mankind. Lived the lifestyle. Kevin yeah. Foley. Yeah, he. Kevin fucking Foley though, not Mick. No, Mick, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah. Damn. I freaked Man. out when I found out he was roommates with Kevin James. Ooh. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, they're for, like. That's I, why I said Kevin some, Foley. There was some uh, documentary with him, and they have Kevin James on this. I remember him sharing a dorm room with him, and. He's all about wrestling. Yeah. Ric Flair is, um, I guess he's immortal, man. I mean, that, yeah. that guy lived a lifestyle that, yeah. that like, should have it taken adds, him a while. It adds yeah. to the legacy that he's still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was in a literal plane crash. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. He got in a plane crash. Broke his back. Damn. And then, of course, the lifestyle of the nature boy. Well, I mean, like, Rogan does a stand-up special, and he says you know, like Ric Flair. And then he goes like that and the whole fucking Woo-hoo. arena goes, woo! Yeah. And he's like, you see? I didn't even have to say anything but a <laughs> fucking name and you guys knew exactly yeah. what to say. Like, who yeah. else is synonymous with something like that? Like, damn. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, another one I would put on there is The Rock. Of course. Yeah, The Rock. Just how much he's uh, exploded. Um. You know, uh, I'm a uh, for like a purist side. I've always, always a Ricky the Dragon Steamboat fan. Yeah. Um, I thought that was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat uh, right there. Uh, uh, what's up? Right there, Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> yeah. The Ricky Steamboat. Why are you Macho afraid to click on them? Oh, sorry. That's you. <laughs> when the zombie apocalypse is upon us. <laughs> Oh, it's the WWE website. Yeah, I need to get WWE Premium. <laughs> they always give me shit about the ads, but I I'll cut them out. So they shut up. <laughs> Here comes Steamboat. And oh, Flair oh. jerked the rope. Wait, I think God, there's an art to falling. All the Is way there? From the top okay. Rope to the floor. Well, sometimes you just do it. Sometimes you just. <laughs> Steamboat fell from the top rope to the floor. 
I guess don't tense up. That shook the top rope and steamboat. My God, I've never seen I mean, the other thing is, too, it'll be over uh, before you know it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Get over it. It's like dropping babies. Like, they don't feel that. We go back to the They bounce. And right now, one has to think. We had a baby fall off the bed. Yeah. Because of our last tally, it's still steamboat four to two. Boy, he's really hurt that leg. See him limping it. Uh, I used to love Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He wasn't like a big flashy guy, yeah. but I was always like, oh man, that guy's a legit, you know. He's a solid performer. Yeah. Of course he's badass. Why the Dragon and Steamboat, though? That's. The master of the figure four. Well, for a while, he was just Ricky Steamboat. Oh, when he okay. got to the WWF, that was the era of everybody needs a, a gimmick. Oh, okay. And they're like, you're the dragon. He's a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> you're Asian, so you got to be a dragon. <laughs> well, the first feud he had was with Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, really? In WWF. Oh, the dragon and the snake? Yeah, he had a big old kimono dragon. He really? Carry. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. And then it was like, you know... You would think, oh man, is a dragon like you know gonna bite the snake? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat it live on TV or whatever. That's some content right there, dude. It was the snake was always an iffy for me. Like, what's that snake gonna do? Damien snake gonna kill somebody or go in their pants or something? Like, Went in my pants. <laughs> That's a badass story That's to tell. Crazy, about. right? <laughs> yeah. We have somebody on the podcast that Jake the Snake put a snake in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. That's man, we're making we're doing big what a, what a lovely yeah. guy. That's amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. We have um one little thing we do um on our podcast, and that is me trying food, and then we can wrap this thing up. Um so I'm I'm I've got I've got a disorder and <laughs> it's undiagnosed, um, <laughs> but it is a full-blown eating disorder. I'm way picky. I'm the pickiest person in the world. Like there's picky people, but yeah. This is like a whole different level of yeah. picky. Okay. I don't eat chicken at all. Mm. Like I don't eat anything on my hamburgers. No greens. No greens at all. Um, so it's just the bun. It's just the, the bun and the meat, and that's what they ask. Oh, okay. So okay. just the bun and me. I'm like, yes. You don't have to put it that way, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to ask you though. Do you have a um, uh, favorite match of all time? Um, well, definitely Ricky Steamboat Macho Man mm. uh, is up there. Uh, I loved his as basic as the Ultimate Warrior was. I loved Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man from WrestleMania Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think Macho Man showed that you can lose a match but still look like a million dollars because that was the one where. Uh, like Elizabeth was in the crowd and Macho Man was being managed by Sensational Sherry at the time. Damn. And it was a it was a retirement match. Even though neither of them, you know, would retire for very long after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warrior won. Mm-hmm. And so Sensational Sherry was taking it out on uh, Macho Man. And Elizabeth came in and saved him. You know, they reunited. They married later on that year in storyline. That was magical. Um, so Elizabeth and Macho Man. Yeah, I love Elizabeth. That. So I love I love matches with stories like that. Um, Dude, this is man, not, look at that. This is not good at all. Oh wow! I'll take a coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the worst I've ever tried. Oh my god! We got two different kinds of sushi for. I don't do any seafood. Any sushi, any white sauce. Is that jalapeno on there? 
Oh my uh, god! I think it's guacamole. Is it guacamole? Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's a, that's avocado. Hold on, I'm gonna no, get but that. Or yeah, avocado. What um, the fuck? Ah, uh, shaking. Oh, because you've never had sushi either, right? No. Who's never had sushi? I've never had sushi. Do you like sushi? I don't like Brandon? it. I've had it though. You don't like it? Mm-mm. Why don't you like it? Tell me some things that are bad about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say texture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I'm just not a big Chinese food uh, person overall. Oh, I'm, man. I'm not, I'm very boring. I, I don't like the exotic Same. meals. Same. I need music. We put on Lord of the Rings suspenseful music and that helps. You should put on Real American. Real American? Uh, yeah. Oh, Hulk yeah. That's Hogan's a good one. Theme song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that might help. Like, that'll pump you Real up. American. Yeah. You'll hook up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, brother. <laughs> what about, oh, the dude, I just smelled and it. Oh, my fellow American. I can't do this. So this is coming fast. This is an angel roll, and this is a San Antonio roll. Here you go. I am a real American. Come on, brother. (laughs) How long is this song? I need time. I don't know. Like four minutes. After this one, we'll put Stone Codes on. <laughs> Dude, I'm seriously not happy. No. Gotta be a real American. Come on. I know, and eat sushi? <laughs> it smells gross. Put it in your mouth. With the H-E- H-E-B Coke to drown it down. Come <laughs> on, uh, you got this. Though. Just do it. Just do to. it. I know I have to, but... Oh, man. I don't know. Thank you. I might, I might throw up on this one. How's your stomach with people who throw up? <laughs> I might throw up on this one. Fuck, dude. This music's not doing it for me. I am a real American. <laughs> Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real Do it for Rogan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do 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 do. Every time I Throw it in your mouth, dude. You got this. Huh? No, I don't know if anything's gonna help. Just throw it in. Go, go, go. Fuck! I gotta do it. I don't fucking do it. (laughs) You're hyping it up, man. Just do it. Here, I'm gonna put on your Lord of the Rings. Right. <laughs> He's already gonna throw up before it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is the worst. This is the hardest. Oh, uh, y'all, y'all have done it this time, motherfuckers. 
Mm, yeah, let's get that. That's me. Oh, fuck, dude. This is hard. Every time stop, I take a deep breath. Yeah, stop yeah. doing that. Stop smelling it, you yeah. weirdo. Yeah, not to. I'm hyperventilating. All right. Oh, not that one. <laughs> We're going on a journey. Fuck, man. It was the middle. said when his lung was punctured by his rib. Not a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, alright, alright. I need to stop. There you go. There you go. It's all in your head, baby. You bitch, you fucking asshole. Why would you do that to poor little bean? (laughs) With your HEB soda, original Coke. Don't forget, we have a second one. No, (laughs) bro, that that tastes like it smelled. And I can't even I don't want to be inappropriate <laughs> There's one way that I can describe that smell And the taste Oh my god It's bad This one's spicier You like it? You like that one? Mm-hmm. What like the fuck? No the, one, the one I just tried wasn't way. bad this one looks disgusting, though, dude. This looks. Oh, this one's good. Something appetizing. About fuck. This. What is this called, Rich? That's the an angel roll. This one that I'm about to eat. Mm-hmm. This one was a San Antonio one. Oh. Holy shit. Mm-mm. That's disgusting. That's the one I ate, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Should try this one. No, I'm good. Sure. Yeah. I. It's delicious. That's gross. That was a lot of buildup to spit it out. More for me, Brandon. I'm good. <laughs> You're smart. Holy fuck! Rock? Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna die too. No, 
Wow. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. I will explain on the next inappropriate podcast what that smells like. Smells like fish. But Disney? Yes. <laughs> Bad. Oh, God. I got dinner for tonight. And when I tasted it. Huh? Somebody gave, told us that story and how he lifted. Was it Tiger? He said he lifted the panty line. He said, oh, nope. Yeah. Yeah. As a teenager, his worst sex experience. That was? That was what it, yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss. It tasted like it. I tried to bite and I tried to like. And you had flashbacks? Get it down. Everything reminds me of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Oof. thank you for sitting through that. I'm sorry. Oh man. Um, well, how long do you anticipate doing this? Uh, doing RCW and and just wrestling uh, promotions in general? Probably until I die. <laughs> awesome. Until he blows out both quads running into the ring. Yeah. I said, you know, you don't feel that passion dying at all. No, you know? no. I, I don't. I don't ever see it. I mean, no matter what happens, I mean, my my daughter's getting ready to, you know, well, she's a junior, but mm-hmm. she wants to go to school out of state, and you know, empty nest, uh, all that, but. You know, so you never know what life's journey may take you, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I always see a wrestling ring in it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the cool thing is you can, you can do shows anywhere. Yeah. You know, you might need to change up the style a little bit, but, um, you know, you can do them anywhere. Where have you been around the world? Around the world? So, you know what? I've never been out. Well, out no, of the country? I have been out of the country. I've been, you know, Mexico and, yeah. and Canada. Yeah. Uh, but not like across the, the across ocean. the pond. I don't think I can make it like on a, a plane for that long. I don't think I, I can eat anywhere else in this world. That's where I'm like, <laughs> I can't go anywhere because I'll starve. Maybe like, Italy, you can have pizza while you're there. Yeah, it's not the Spaghetti? same. It's not the same either. Um, I got oh, some so, quick questions before you go. Uh, where can people find the tickets for your next event and when is it? So our next event is Saturday, September 16th. It's at the Good Shepherd, uh, which is towards the southeast side of towns, uh, 1630 Goliad Road. Um, you can find us on our social media at RCW Forever, all one word, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Is anyone using threads? I tried to yeah. use threads. Like five of us in the world, I think, are using threads. <laughs> really? Talking to each other? It's replacing yeah. X or Twitter, whatever that's being called right it's now. It's still Twitter. It's just a different logo. <laughs> but uh, no, you can find us there. Um, social media is the best way to, to keep up with us. And and then uh, there's a website called TitleMatchNetwork.com. Uh, they, uh, they show all of our events. Um, the live streams. Oh, really? And they show a ton of other promotions too. Is it subscription based or is it, it free? It is subscription based, but it's like one subscription. A month, yeah, expensive. one subscription gets you all the promotions. Oh, really? So, how how soon can we get Bean through a table, though? Do you think? Uh, let's see. Can I throw Probably. him through the table? September fourteenth uh. is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say probably like 2032. Oh, that'll work. I got to start eating first is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Off the table. Thank you. That's a good answer. I don't want to go through a table. <laughs> it'll, it'll be over before you know it. What What other things excite you? Like 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 this? Like what are your other passions? Um, I mean, 
family is the other one. Uh, you know, pour all my resources into to being you know a good father. I think, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you know I work a day job. I can't say what though, um, but that takes up a lot of time. Movies, TV shows, you know that, that entertainment like that too. Um, you know how you know you're a good father? How's that? You're not a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's San Antonio. Yeah, it's yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's pretty much all I have time for. I mean, you know, I pour myself into those things, and then anything else that comes up is extra. In ten years, where, where do you want this? I would love for it to be the only thing I do um, in terms of work, and so. Um, you think you're far from that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, not well. It depends on your definition of far. Um, I mean, I could see it. You know, when I hit my fifties or something like that, forty, uh, getting ready to turn forty-five now. Um, so maybe somewhere in the fifties, I think, could work. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, not that I don't like my job now. I, I love it tremendously. Case they're watching. Uh, you never know. You never know who's watching. Oh, yeah. I know. That. I know. That's a problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I'll go somewhere with, with my daughter and, you know, my wife and stuff. And, and like, we'll just be at HEB or we'll be at church or we'll be at this or that or whatever. And my character's name in RCW is Boom Boom. Okay. All right. Boom Boom Brandon Oliver. And so <laughs> we'll be out somewhere and some random person will just be like, hey, Boom Boom or <laughs> RCW. That's you cool. know, like, That's um, you know, and, uh, you know, especially if we go to Spurs games or something like that, um, you know, invariably I'll run yeah. into, uh, you know, People that would yell that out at me. Yeah. So yeah, you never know who's watching, man. Ever. And you think? I think. I mean, the question, like, do you think you're far off? I I think it's a hard it's a hard answer uh, question to answer because you never know if tomorrow you, you get some footage that just catapults you guys into to mainstream, you know, and it makes you guys a, a more mainstream. It'll take more than the footage. Um, I'm, like for example, the when WWE did a documentary on Keith Lee, mm-hmm. uh, they they used my footage pretty oh, really? pretty throughout the documentary. Like whenever it talked about his journey and the independence and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then he said Mick Foley was very uh influential and getting them to next levels well the show he's talking about is the show i booked mick foley on and he was a special guest referee in keith lee keith lee's match and so you know the wwe called me up and they're like hey or you know can you send us footage of that match and blah 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 and so that's on the wwe network so that's why i say i'll take more than that oh okay never Um, mind (laughs) what what, would it take to, to get to that level. It's, it's just building up, you know, your business to where it's a sustainable model. And, you know, you have everything that you need in order to operate efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, Butts and seats. But that's that's part of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a whole bunch of things. It's sponsorships. It's community support. It's, you know, all that sort of thing. I mean, would I love to run at the Freeman? Hell yeah, I would love to run at the Freeman. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. It's got to be done in such a way that, you know, doesn't put anything at risk. Do you have, is there footage on online um, for, for us to see, like to, for me to put in the, in the episode um, to kind of garner yeah, some excitement? Yeah, if you go to our, uh, YouTube, like go to uh, rivercitywrestling.net up here. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. It's popping right go. up. 
It's like yeah. she got worse yeah. as a Googler. Like she started off like top tier. Try, just, <laughs> uh, try the RCW. If, will this take you to the old thing? Uh, so here's another uh, website that houses all of our shows. Oh, here's cool. All of our shows. And then if you go back to our webpage real quick. Um, In our house is pretty dope name. This right here. Where'd it go? There that it one. Yeah. And then go to the little YouTube, the white YouTube icon. And then oh, there's our YouTube channel. Okay, cool. Perfect. That's when Jim Ross came through. Yes. And he put us over big. So he, uh, there, the previous Royal Rumble, not the one that just happened, but the, the, there was a previous Royal Rumble here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Jim Ross reached out to us uh, to help him promote his. He does kind of, it's a stand up show, but it's not like, you know, take my wife, please. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like a one man show. Yeah. It's basically like just tales from, from the road. Yeah. And, uh, and so we promoted it and he came to our show and stuff. And so I, I keep it as a highlight because, you know, it's five years ago, but um, he puts us over in this clip. I mean, he's like, oh, yeah. oh man, I was at the RCW show, you know, gritty, you know, awesome, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, that's awesome. um, you know, I, I, I try to keep those endorsements up there, you know, pretty high. Oh right? yeah. So. Awesome. Um, well, Brandon, uh, we appreciate you coming and joining us on the BFR podcast. Um, we'll do our best to, to spread the word about RCW and thank you for everything you're doing for the city of San Antonio. Absolutely. Yes, thank sir. you guys. Thank you guys. <clears throat> and, um, right. here's a BFR business card. You are the first official person outside yeah. the podcast to receive that card. So if you go to the back, right, there's a QR code. Your episode will be up next Thursday. Okay. Thursday. This Thursday. This Thursday. Awesome. So you, all you got to do is, yeah, just scan this QR code and watch me. Yep. And the next time we're out at your show, <laughs> September 16th, um, we'll we'll try to make it out to your show and we'll take you some shirts. Some BFR shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically for Instead you. Instead of a title, you can give the shirt away. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, kick back in the castle. Pull on tuck at these eyes one battle. They gon' eat shells. I'ma feed them ammo. Barrel got big knife. Kind of bit Rambo. In the streets like gravel. Smoking these squares. I ain't talking about